support. We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alonic priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Start you recording. start recording when we're talking about my bad stuff. <laughs> I did go on a bender this week. I won't lie. Um, you asked if I thought I thought you were overwhelmed, so I was like, we don't have to do any of this. I remember I remember that conversation because I'm like, you're right. It's our podcast. We don't have to do shit, but I'm ready to go with it. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, we, this can be the final. I just thought we were doing uh, Stephen Lee as the fireside finale this week, and then we were going to do a Christmas episode. Then let's week. do that. If you're still game for that, that's what's the plan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I am game for that. Okay. Um, yeah, you really got to see me in action. I think in a manic state. I think I was in a manic state all week. Yeah. You got to watch me <laughs> buy $150 in scented products. <laughs> to make yourself feel better. Which yeah. I still have the receipt because I thought well, I've used maybe it you want to like, take I'm it used, back. I've, I've used everything because I'm like, no, I deserve to smell good. I like to smell good. It's one of my big <laughs> hangups because when I lived at my grandma's, she wouldn't let me burn candles or open windows, and her mm. house smells like cabbage. <laughs> Concentrated. Mm. Like a, so, like, I used to wear a tree, like a new car scent tree on my zipper. Like a fucking... Like, thank God I'm weird, because it just got, it let me get away with a lot of shit. It was just part of your personality at that They're point. They're just like, oh, yeah. And then, like, I think someone else started doing it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> this school <laughs> is too small by the way we've had people reach out from ping town um since really? cassidy's well you know it's funny how it always goes same with your brother as people are like oh is is this is the uh is the person this person and i'm like yep sure is yeah like sure people, is. <laughs> it's annoying to me that people know the what the shit's going down i mean like i don't fault any of the kids because <clears throat> the person i was talking to is even younger than us so you know what she doesn't live in the town anymore but it just seems to be pretty common knowledge that this guy in penguin is a fucking predator yeah <laughs> like yep. everyone's just like it's him right yep it is <laughs> but like why do we offer up our daughters why do we not me i'm not doing that no i know but like <laughs> we're talking about People I'm if related known, to, people I've why known do you for, let them yeah, around them. Yep. Yeah. It's like that thing we talk about is like, and we probably talk about it on the podcast is like, if you if you know somebody in your family is a predator, yep, I'm not gonna be around that person. Sorry, not sorry, not even sorry. Yeah, we talked about that with because we uh, shout out to Shannon. Thanks for thanks for lunch. Hey Shannon. So Shannon we- wants. <laughs> Shannon told me, and this is the first I've ever felt this. I feel like I'm with a celebrity, and I was like. Oh yeah, Thank she you. she said that to she said that to me, and I'm like, I'm your little cousin. Shut She's the hell so up. Sweet. So <laughs> hey, Shannon. She like, hey Shannon, isn't she like so beautiful inside and out too? She is. She's incredible. And I can't believe that she's quote unquote fuck near fifty. Can't believe it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no. So we got to go. Um, my cousin Shannon was in town, and she's like, we, you know, we always she like has she always supports me in everything I do, which I love her for that. Like, she's bought my paintings before, and she loves this podcast, and. She's, like, spreading the word. I guess her boys are super into it, too. So, hey, boys. Cool. <laughs> um, hey, second cousins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, is a second cousin once removed? I don't know. Anyway. Point is. Uh, 
It's your first cousin first. Yeah, it's your first cousin once removed. Shannon's <coughs> my first cousin. So she, she and I like are, we she and I like keep in touch, you know. She's my cousin, and she's always very supportive of me, which I love. I think that's just really, you know, <laughs> I think it's really nice. Like Ryan Corbett was telling me how great my art was yesterday, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, thank you. <laughs> 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 but like, I usually just feel like it's people being nice, you yeah. know. That's just that's my attitude. So like, when she walked up and she's like, oh my god, I feel like I'm with a celebrity. I was like. <laughs> How weird. I, I walked it, up and she squealed weird. and I was like, oh, <laughs> sweetie, <laughs> scaring me. I don't want to be, t- I don't want to be looked at. I don't want to be looked. Well, I guess everyone at work now is listening to the podcast because I arrived at work drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell anyone until the end of my shift. I was like, by the way, the first three hours of my shift, I was hammered. And um, they were like, shut up. You did so good. <laughs> Like, it's not my first rodeo. Um, but everyone, I was like, it was kind of like, I was like, it was kind of like a meet and greet. And I will be honest when she said, I'm like, I'm with a celebrity. I'm like, the pressure's on. Keep yes. giving me whiskeys. <laughs> also, like, I didn't wear mascara to this. I didn't know I was going to be like taking <laughs> pictures of. We all looked great. I, I mean, I look wonderful. Yes, you do. Um, but that but was yes. the beginning of your manic episode. No, I think my manic episode's been going on for a couple weeks, actually. Honestly. Why do you drink so much still? Are you worried <laughs> about that? Should I be worried about that? Uh, it seems like everyone's taking their turn, being like holding me accountable, which is actually what I wanted. Like, I didn't even, I think Jake's secretly listening to this podcast. Jake, you little sneaky little guy. <laughs> you sneaky little shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people are hitting him up, up about it. Like, there's no way that they're not, right? Right. Like, he's my brother. Uh, um, what's this podcast your sister's going on about? <laughs> don't yeah. know. He's like, I don't know. But anyways. I don't I, have a sister. I don't have, no, he loves you so much. <laughs> yeah, he really does. So I went to his house, and I was tipsy. And this was, like, Monday, I think. So, yeah, like, I was just kind of on a bender all, all, on all my days off. Yeah, because Tuesday um, we went out. Yeah. And then Wednesday. Wednesday. No, we went out on Wednesday, didn't Wednesday. we? Wednesday. So yeah. it was Tuesday night. I don't anyway. know. Anyways. It doesn't matter. Is... <laughs> Here we are in the time of this that we get into every, every episode at least once. Um, but uh, he was kind of like, hey, you know, I know you're like, he's like, I know you don't want to be like this. And he's like, I know, like, he's like, you're getting in a dangerous spot. He's like, I've been there. I get it. He's like, but I, he, I, he, I think he even said, I feel like I need to hold you accountable. <laughs> and I was like. And I was like, do you listen to the pod? I did ask him, like, do you listen to the podcast? And he was like, no. And I was like, you fucker. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. I'm like, you're right. And I was like, I'll get out of here. And he's like, well, let me drive you home. And I'm like, I'm like, it's just a block. It's like, a, it's like less than a mile away. He's like, I don't care. He's like, Lily is in the car already. Like, let's, let me just drive you home. And I was like, okay. And then I was just like, think, you know, like I <laughs> texted him. I was like, thanks for being like a good big brother. And he's like, please just let's like, think about what we talked about. And, you know, I think it's getting to a point. And also, after we hung out, and I came home and continued to drink with Lisa and Dane. And uh-huh. um, I got so sick. Like, I went to sleep. This was yesterday after candles? Yeah. No, it was no, day before yesterday. Two days, after, yeah. Yeah, two days ago after candles. I'm like, today is not just Thursday. It can't be. <laughs> Hell, we're stuck in <laughs> <on> time warp. <laughs> no, on Wednesday, I came home, drank some more. Um, 
it was such a beautiful day on Wednesday, though. Like, I enjoyed the whole entire day. Like, mm-hmm. the sun was shining, and then it started to snow, fucker. Uh, <laughs> I decided I can't be mad about it, though, because it's December. Um, <laughs> Finally. You were complaining I, about it the day before. Like, this is December. Where's the snow? And then you're like, ugh, snow. Well, I think it was just, like, I wasn't dressed for it initially, because I thought it was just raining. And I went outside, and my car was covered. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then, like, I almost crashed my car because... You just have to have your first near-death experience the first snowstorm, you know? <laughs> to you sober you to. up for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, just to be like, oh, that's right. The, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, like... You gotta be you gotta strategic kick- about this. Yeah, and, like, the rules are different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can't go hauling ass. Um, but uh, I came home, drank a little bit more, went to sleep. Oh my God, mommy. And then I woke up, and... No, this wasn't during the snowstorm. This was, um, this was after Candles. And I woke up, and <laughs> this is obviously such a disgusting story. I mean, this might be the thing that's changes my life, honestly. Okay, good, be real good. With you because this is now disgusting. this story will hold you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk upstairs after like a seven-hour nap, which is you know textbook me. And I was like, cool, got over. Like I got over my. Uh, I mean, I had like a headache, but I've had a headache for like weeks. Um, Probably because of all the drinking, Bobby. No, it's because I have brain spots and I get headaches sometimes. <laughs> like that's why. Like I before I even started drinking. I forgot. I forgot. Right. Sorry that I did that big sister thing where I invalidated your experience. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the drinking doesn't help. I'm sure the Pepsi doesn't help. I'm sure my whole entire lifestyle doesn't help. But it's you like, showed up at my house and we're like, since you're driving, <laughs> I'm drinking. Yeah, I just opened up her bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> start taking like, shots. There's a seal on this year. Weird. <laughs> i don't even know why i was awake that early like i'm seriously like an idiot in the morning it's not even funny like it's no, not you like- called me and you were like i'm taking you to breakfast and i was like sweet as i'm bringing in my chick-fil-a <laughs> that i one time ordered my this one time and i'm still disappointed and i was further disappointed in myself Continue well, I mean, I'm on disappointed your story. In being like, I just got done with breakfast, and I'm like, cool. All right, see you later. <laughs> I was I like, know. I know you wouldn't have come over, and then I was like, well, cool. No, I had fun with you guys though, and yeah. obviously Halo had fun with me. She was requesting Bob songs. She was like, Auntie Bobby, and I was like, <laughs> that is so cute. And then today I got in the car, and she's like, Mom, Bob songs, and I was like, okay. Okay. And then she's like, Oh wait, no, Elsa songs. <laughs> oh like, no. Fine. <laughs> I was like, well, neither one is going to come on, so I don't have my phone with me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, no, but I got up, and uh, I, like, went upstairs and grabbed, like, a Pepsi and, uh, like, a thing of cottage cheese and a bag- an everything bagel. <laughs> and I went downstairs and, like, ate it and then, like, tried Breakfast to go to Breakfast of champions. <laughs> well, it was, like, 11 o'clock at night. And I, like, tried to go back to sleep because I was like, I don't feel very good. And I'm like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to fucking sleep this hangover I'm about to have on. So, the sickest I've ever been, like, physically. Not even, like, throwing up yet. But when I did throw up, I let me rest assured I threw up all that cottage cheese. And it was disgusting. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, cottage cottage cheese? Well, it was just, like... <laughs> Because, like, I had, like, I was, like, what do I have in the house? And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to grab this everything bagel. And then I grabbed, like, a pint. Not a pint. What's, the, the what's like, not the big one. Like, the smaller one. I guess it might be a pint. Pint, quart, gallon. <laughs> yeah, so I did a pint. And, like, I put, like, lemon pepper on it. Because that's, you know, I like cottage cheese on Orton. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> you know I what eat- I like on cottage cheese? Cholula. 
<laughs> don't hate because I'm Mexican. You're Mexican. But, um, yeah, I was sick all night long from, like, 11 o'clock to, like, 7 a.m. No. I was so... I hadn't been that sick for... Like, if nothing else, I'm off the vodka. So, that's good, wow. I guess. <laughs> there's only Jameson. <laughs> well, there's... Uh, I've been letting Jim Beam into my life a little bit, too. Because <laughs> I pour. Rowdy was like, the fuck? Because I was like, hey, if anyone goes to the liquor, grab me a bottle of Jim Beam. And he's like, the fuck are you drinking Jim Beam for, Bobby? He's like, you taught me Jameson. We're drinking Jameson. I'm like, I can't afford it. <laughs> oh, my God. But I did get drunk at the laundromat, and I cleaned all my bedding. So, I mean, like, it wasn't, like, a totally unproductive day. It was just a boozy day. But I feel like if I would have only done Tuesday, it would have been fine. But Wednesday What time did far. you start on Tuesday? Like, noon. You started at 11 a.m. on Sunday. No, that was one. Well, that was lunch I, at one. No, I had like I had like four or pre games. No, no, no. I didn't have any before I came. Okay, I was like four or five pre games. No, you no, no. Should have seen no. my eyes. <laughs> no, no, no. They were very judgy. I think I was just doing. I think I just had four, <laughs> um, with my salad. <laughs> And then I grabbed a road beer when I went and got gas. I know you did. And then you're like, <laughs> bye. As you're swerving all over the freeway. Bye. <laughs> oh, the 201. That's me. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah. But it was, I mean, whatever. I just, Jake's, everyone's right. When, I mean, I'm, yeah, I've even said it. Like, it, my days are numbered. <laughs> and it's going to be something real stupid. Like, I live in a bunch of people die. So I, yeah. just need, I just need to fucking chill. You need to be accountable for that before that's what's make you, making you accountable. Yeah, so what no, is, for what's real. your plan, though? Because you're not going to stop drinking entirely like cold turkey. That's not going to be it. I don't know. I think I'm, I think, I mean, it's obviously a coping mechanism, but uh -huh. my brain's getting to the point now where it's just like I'm tired of being fucked up a little bit inebriated all the time. Like, I'm either always high or drunk or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, on Xanax. <coughs> and... I think you just have to get to that point, honestly, where you're like, I'm tired of, I need clarity. And I think I'm getting close. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not going to say I didn't drink and drive <laughs> this time. <laughs> but since I've held myself accountable, I've cut way back. So, I mean, well, look, it's not perfect. No. But I mean, I feel like it's something that's on my mind. And I also feel like there's guilt surrounded around with my drinking. <clears throat> um, and it makes it worse. Like, I just feel like, I feel like every time I take a drink, I'm being a bastard or something. And I don't feel like that's necessarily true. You know what I mean? So it makes me, like, feel ashamed. So I keep drinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the programming that you have to rewrite for you to be like, it's, I'm not, I'm fine. Well, I And also that you're like, like, you have to set up the rules of what you're going to do. Otherwise, it's not going to, it's not going to change the habit, right? Yeah, but I also know that, like, I got to figure out something, some some alternative, because I struggle being around people sober. <laughs> like, I can do it at work because I'm getting paid. But to, like, even <laughs> if I hadn't had a couple of shots in me that morning when you were driving, I would have been a nervous wreck. Because I have, ser I have serious control issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can and see that. That's from, you know, 
my mom being like, let's try and go here real quick and then be, we're gone for hours. Or, well, when you're out of control of your situation yeah. for so long, the the correction, maybe you overcorrect, is that you have to be in control of everything. <coughs> right. Like, I, like the other day. The other I do day, the same thing. Well, the other day we, we did an off we did an offsite thing mm-hmm. and they were like, well, just go with the sh- and you can ride back with us. And I'm like, I can take my own car. It's fine. Like I <laughs> and I was having like uh, I was having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And like I was doing it silently, <laughs> like no one would have known. But I was like, I got to figure out a way to take my own car. Like I just have to. Mm-hmm. So like, there's that. And then like, I think sometimes my nerves. I just feel like I'm being a nuisance or whatever, which I know isn't true. <laughs> but like, it's an anxiety. Like you saw that I posted on the fucking Instagram the other day. My current anxiety attacks. I feel like Steven Spielberg's mad at me. There is yes. no logic in that. No, but and I'm, also you're not being funny as funny as you are. No, I'm being for real serious. Yeah. I I was like, just, I mean, I was like sitting there doing something and I just got my own head. And by the time I realized I was in my own head being concerned, what Steven Spielberg, who doesn't know me, uh-huh. feels, I had like 10 minutes of like my heart pounding and like my skin crawling and being like, oh, my God, he's like, you know, yeah. and not even really noticing that it's happening. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like I do that in social situations and I know that, like, I can just be a beast. So it's like, uh, for the good of everyone, I'm going to take a few shots. And then once I start drinking, I can't stop drinking. So it's like, a, it's a vicious circle. Yeah. Good God, Bobby. Okay, so last time. Obviously, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> last time, it was like two nights ago, you called me and I wouldn't let you off the phone. Do you remember any of that? Uh, Vaguely. I think, yeah. And I, I was pulling into Chick-fil-A or something, wasn't I? Because I was getting, I was getting Lisa food. I was getting me and Lisa food. You, I don't know what you were doing, but you were very drunk. And, uh, is that why you tried to get me off the phone so much? Is because you were ordering food? Because I thought you were just, okay, here's what happened. You, you were like, I know that we don't always get along. Uh Uh-huh. I know that we don't like each other all the time. Right. Those are the things that you were saying. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I just was wanted that, to what, say, was that Wednesday? That was someday. Oh God. It was <laughs> yeah, someday. See, like, I wish I could understand the context of that because, um, and I feel like that's part of it too, where it's, I feel like I kind of have to be the anchor right now, even though I'm clearly not being that because you said that you feel like things are amiss right now. So no, that's no. kind of, that's no, no, no. You just said that like, you feel like something's in the air. <laughs> You've said, oh, you said, you, yeah. you told me that several times. So I would probably, and that's another thing when I get too drunk, I get way insecure. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like I'm insecure when I start, <laughs> and then there's that period there yeah. where I'm fun and I'm capable, and then. But also, I was like thinking to myself, this is probably her revealing like her deepest insecurity is that it would be an insecure feeling to feel like I didn't like you, and I was hiding that fact from you. Like it's like. I don't not like you. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's it. (laughs) I think it's, I think again, this is all personality thing because I think I'm rough. I'm fucking rough. You know? So you think that you're an inconvenience for people to like deal with? Cause Um, it's a rough experience. (laughs) being around you or something no i'm saying when i'm saying i'm rough i'm saying that like i'm rough around the edges Mm -hmm. so like 
I just, uh, I'm always been straight up and stuff. And I know that there's sometimes where I lack sensitivity, where I should make sure that it's there. And, you know, I'm just trying to like be more self-aware of that <laughs> because sure. like, I know there's times like I listen to our podcast and I can say, f- figure out there's times where I'm just saying something and I'm just perhaps shooting off at the mouth and it's, I think it's hurting your feelings a little bit. Or my making, feelings personally? <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I mean, the whole point of the per- <laughs> the whole point of the podcast is to say how we feel and like live in the emotion of how uncomfortable that may make us because it's like one of us is being vulnerable saying something. Mm-hmm. The other one has to like absorb it, sort it, live with it and see if it's true. You know what I mean? So it's hard. But yeah. it's also the point. Well, and, but I also think that that's probably part of the issue, too, is that <laughs> this podcast is hard. Yeah, like, it is. I look, forward to, I look forward to this podcast every time we do it. I'm excited to do it most of the time. I mean, like, there's times when it's, like, time to do it where I'm not excited. But every week I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much, you know, like, the, the attack on your brother brought up so many things for so many different people. People yeah, didn't even did. go to RH to, to people who didn't even go to RHS. Uh, the, you know, like Cassidy, her, her experiences have brought some things up with, you know, other people. Like I've been talking to people, and I'm not saying that I don't like it. Yeah. I'm just saying it takes a lot of my energy. It's very, yeah. I'm agreeing with you here, 100. Uh-huh. percent I've had so many conversations about my brother's rape my brother's Uh rapist most of i mean all of them were very good and necessary great i was grateful to have every single one but that doesn't negate the fact that it's that we have to facilitate all of these emotional conversations Uh right and every single one of them were essential to me though it's like yeah it's like i don't i don't want to i don't want to stop having the conversations that i'm having yeah but that doesn't negate the fact that it, it you know it's it takes a lot of energy yeah and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I just wish that, you know, we were doing this full time and I didn't, you know, have to do other, yeah. a million other things. Um, Which uh, some people will have an opportunity to help us out with that someday. <laughs> yeah, once we set up our tip jar. It'll just be fine. <laughs> and, and, and our merch. No, and that's something <laughs> too, like, I feel bad about that too. I just, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just get in these, like, I feel bad slumps because I feel like yeah. I'm just a bad person. Well, I think and, we put so much value on production making sure we're doing something that's going to get us some cash somewhere or validation validation us in some way and it's a lot oh i mean i'm not pressure for you i'm not i'm not i'm not worried about the cash thing um, i'm not doing i'm saying that in our situation as a yeah. whole like together yeah. there's a Mine, lot of mine's always a cash thing because i'm terrible <laughs> with my money and i don't make a lot of it <laughs> but i mean like if i just what's started the, like what's what? the meme i tagged you in <laughs> my god a t- uh taurus energy big taurus energy i'm gonna buy this because i deserve this after doing like absolutely nothing you're like i just watched it happen <laughs> and everyone was like everyone kept walking by they're like do you want a basket i'm like no because i'll get more stuff and my arms are overflowing <laughs> and still you find like a little room to sneak something no it's because like being a server really is fucking <laughs> Because I can carry so many things awkwardly. And I also have, like, I also have, like, my tits and stuff, which are always a help. 
Like I like was like pi- I piled like two uh, two uh, candles underneath one tent, <laughs> and then like put lotion all around them. <laughs> <laughs> Had a plan. The the reason we went together, folks, is because she had a twenty percent off coupon. Twenty percent off coupon, and I was like, must go spend some money. I never do that, by the way. I usually throw away coupons, but I'm at a point where I am running low on like the ten year old Bed Bath and Be- <laughs> Bath and Body Work um, candles that I have. So I was like, gotta restock. Here's a convenient coupon. And then it said, well, and I was stoked too, because going to, going to uh, Bath and Body Works has been on my list of things to do for like the past month, because I just ran out out of all my lotions and I have like a little bit of spray left. And you know that I like to smell good. Like everyone knows that. So yeah, you do smell so good. (laughs) Yeah, it smells amazing. Um, So, and then another coupon said free body product. And I was like, I'm not going to use this. So you might as well come with me and get yourself a free body product. She's like, yeah. And a lot more. Hold on one second. I lost my freaking... uh here i wish i could just through the mic what the hell it's probably under your right tit no 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 i'm not wearing a bra it's probably under your right tit no i wouldn't work like that it yours don't work like that they just suspend in the air and don't have a little pocket underneath no but no yeah i mean they do but i've bent over so many times that they were you know gravity they were free in a minute. Yeah, You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> they were doing a little free hang. Next Where time on the Instagram. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it's at. Whatever, I guess. Listen, I got all night. Holy shit. Where was it? Underneath my computer. My fucking laptop. I looked at it four times. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to make like a sound barrier because they're watching Christmas very loudly in the other room, so... I really haven't heard it at all. Well, it's because I made a fucking sound barrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. That I said to ripped apart to see if my freaking pen was underneath it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm breathing hard. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, Stephen just, Lee. Oh, Stephen Lee. I know. I told him, I was like, Kendra thinks we need to get married, so. <laughs> what do you say? I don't Change remember. Change the status to engage. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. Surprise. Stephen Lee, I know you're listening because you, you're so nice, but enjoy your episode tomorrow. It's really good. <laughs> did you? Did he say it was okay then? I messaged him about it, yeah. Okay, good. Um, we don't usually do that, by the way. Stephen Lee, you got special privilege. I actually didn't even send it over to him, so. Oh, yeah. good. 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 I was like, like- uh, it was 10 minutes long, and you mentioned nothing about any of the tribes, so. Cool. Um, I want... Because when I hit him up, because uh, Cassidy was like, there was a Tribune article about him. Uh-huh. And I hit him up, and he was hammered when I hit him up, so. <laughs> I'm not the one oh, who man. drinks. But I will tell you guys. No, listen. Pos- I don't care if people drink. I know. And I don't even care if people are the belligerent drunk person. Uh-huh. But I do care about you. I know. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm just... Uh, I don't know if what I'm doing is appropriate because it's either gonna make me stop or it's gonna put me in a shame spiral. And I think I'm I think I'm battling with that right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like everyone at work thought it was funny because everyone drinks at the end of the shift like they go get a beer and drink. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're like shutting down. Um, and like so like no one cares it's West Valley no one cares, but uh. <laughs> 
sorry that was so rude (laughs) (laughs) but um when i was talking about it today because everyone i worked with was at work today they were like seriously laughing so hard they're like no it was cool like no one cared you were good you're like so it's like i don't know i guess it's okay to do that stuff sometimes but i was like i don't want to come to work drunk i just like don't i don't want to be that person yeah (laughs) and i know like I always said there's special occasions. Like, if you work a holiday, I think everyone should be drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Christmas or something. Like, if you're working Christmas, be drunk. But that's just restaurant rules. But I don't know. There's something I'm obviously concerned enough up to talk about it. So there's obviously an issue happening for me. So. Yeah. And when I called you, I was like, Bobby, <laughs> do you remember any of that? Why are I don't you know. doing this to yourself? you're masking something you're putting on a facade because you're actually very hurt and you're like i really am yeah i mean i am like i'm with my like family and stuff it's my family yeah that really is what it is and i think sometimes i think about myself and i'm just like you know why why me and why not me sometimes you know mm-hmm. where it's just like you know, I don't put myself out there, <laughs> but like, I'm also like, you know, I think sometimes I just feel sorry for myself and drinking definitely doesn't help that. It makes it a million times worse. So mm-hmm. I think there's definitely some stuff there. Um, I feel like every time I drink these days, I'm having a bad experience too. Like the first half of karaoke was fun. And then talking to Robbie was not fun. And yeah. like, I just run into people. We, I know the same people as my brother. Like I miss my brother a lot. And I will say, though, I don't text my sister when I'm drunk, so <laughs> I guess I'm still mad at her. But um, I don't know. But I will say that I got a hold of Note Boy when I was drunk. Oh, and shit. Coming, and he's coming the fuck on this podcast, y'all. And that's it. That's all we can say about that, Bobby. That's all we will say about it. I told him it was Because a you know why? I feel like it just because you said this out loud that we're going to accidentally slip up. And keep oh, no, talking about it. No, we're not. I'm okay, not worried this, about it. Okay, good. Um, so what are we doing today? Sex, sex, sexism? Wait, I also wanted, I just thought it was very funny that we were supposed to record last night. Were you drunk? No, this is what happened. So that day. you were not making any fucking sense. And the night <laughs> I, before either, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck you were so, talking about. once upon a time. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, had a manic episode. Oh, everybody okay. yeah so was it your like, first or was it the first time you recognized having one since we've been talking about it recently it was my first it was my first manic episode oh dang no we're seriously rubbing off, we're rubbing off on you when i when i asked for one from cassidy josie's episode i did not know it would come so quickly i needed to start praying to those guns <laughs> the josies man yeah they're seriously. the nords they, they're nords. there there it is they're there um and i woke up at 3 a.m uh like the first night and then uh-huh. the next night i woke up at 3 a.m but instead of just laying there like a dumbass and like trying to sleep for three hours uh-huh. i just got up at 3 30 i put on my tennis shoes and i came down and i did some gym hours uh-huh <laughs> i'm too fat it was a half hour <laughs> and then afterwards went upstairs and cleaned the entire main floor and uh-huh. wiped down cupboards and stainless steel shit and like cleaned the entire kitchen and did all the dishes and did a load of laundry and cleaned out the fridge and re- reorganized the pa- like this is what I did. 
Was this Wednesday yeah. morning? Okay, because I was like, that could have been also part of the conversation too, because you were like quiet. I think you were just tired. Uh huh. But I definitely like, I think I got a little panicky about that. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So I did I all like, that before. I was like, I'm annoying her. <laughs> no, 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 no. And my kid was still asleep. And then when she got asleep awake, uh, oh yeah, I was coming home with Chick Fil A from grocery shopping because uh-huh. that was like breakfast that was right there. And you were like, let's go to breakfast. Anyway, that was my first um, manic episode. And so to ensure that never happened again, <laughs> I took quadruple the amount of weed I usually do from an edible. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and I went that to sleep. That explains it. That <laughs> fucking explains it. No, you were, you were, you, it was still in your system, dude. <laughs> and then yesterday, so that was the first night. And then yesterday was the second night. And I was like, round two. That was so great. Also, really good orgasms when you're that high. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, repeat. Here we go. Um, and then Bobby was like, what's up? We're still good for eight, right? And I was like, fuck, I can't even think anymore. <laughs> so I texted you some shit, and then you called me, and I was like, hold on, it's Bobby. I was having a very deep conversation. She was texting with- me some of the most wild shit i was like i'm like are you i was seriously like are you watching fear and loathing in las vegas is that what's happening like oh I did not but i don't want to explain i would i was gonna ask you that but i was like i don't want to explain to her what that question means so she calls me and i was like i'm sorry i don't have thoughts and can't I'm you're like down, but i can st- no you go you go, you go i can you go i can still go i can still hop on and i'm like there's really no point <laughs> And then and you're I was like, like, well, it's nice how the turntables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to read these texts that I sent you. Oh, my God. Well, maybe you could explain them to me. Okay. Where did I go? Oh, Kevin asked me to uh, go work a show. I think it's a Drab Majesty show in Seattle on New Year's Eve. You should. I you should. I don't know if I can afford it. I'm picking up a lot of extra shifts, so maybe. But um, I'm kind of thinking about moving to Seattle or Hawaii. Is that the yeah. place? Probably. <laughs> well, Kev's like, I'm thinking about, he, he's thinking about moving to Seattle, and I would move there with him. Um, his girlfriend's in LA doing her stand up career, and like, we could just like live in a house together or whatever. Um, but he already has like crazy music connections up there. And then my friend who lives in Hawaii, is like come here please because uh-huh. she's going she's going through some stuff i'm like maybe you should move you should <laughs> i know like, we can do, this. We can do this anywhere yeah yeah why the hell not right <laughs> no I'm... more drives down the mountain view corridor though so <laughs> suck for you <laughs> suck for you uh okay are you I reading said, the text your, yeah your madness I said, I'll tell you that I'm too high to finish thoughts and will probably need help to get to bed. Oh, so that was the night before. Shit. No, you were. Yeah, there was. Oh, and then before you were saying you were freaking out about the pot, I think. So that could have been why we had that conversation, too, because the night before that. Yeah, 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 freaking, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've been saying some weird shit, too. So just, you know, whatever. I said, I have several <laughs> friends who don't listen to my podcast. What if they don't want me to succeed? In which case, I will succeed even harder, and it'll be that much more painful to be a shitty, unsupportive friend. And I'll be nice about it, too. Like a twist with a knife. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) 
I said, yeah. my brain is a tornado of incoherent, irrational thought. <laughs> and I was like, you betcha. <laughs> Life is a video game. Spence plays video games in this video game. Meta. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was kind of, I couldn't tell if you were being funny or not. Like, I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. Like, I was like, if she's being funny, she's being funny. But if not, she's like in this place I do not want to go to. <laughs> The way to increase intelligence is by reading. The way to influence intelligence is by gifting a book to a reader. The way to avoid being influenced is negligence or ineducation. But I was like, this bitch don't even read. I know. <laughs> I know. There's just pages of pages. I know which one. Like, I, I'm reading these, but I don't know how to respond. Now I know what it's like to text me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, all my friends. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Uh, and I, I got on a, I got on a Ariana Grande kick. Oh <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard any of her music. I just posted a picture of Ariana Grande and then I said, Ariana Grande is my new religion. <laughs> I was thinking about how tacos are so delicious and they definitely are the bread of life and how all Mexican food just slaps at all times. Like God's work in his glory is Mexican food. God is definitely a Mexican woman, and that is exactly the gospel that Ariana is spreading. <laughs> Isn't she Italian? <laughs> Fuck, what if she is? She's Italian. And then, and then I was like, all this dinner, all this from a dinner made possible by El Monterey and Cholula, which are those like freezer taquitos. Yeah, it's like not Mexican food. Not at all. I had tacos uh, from Lone Star Tangeray. Or is it Takaria? Takaria. Tangeray. Tangeray. <laughs> that is the best pronunciation. That's so white of you. Oh my god. I don't, no, I just, I don't talk so good. <laughs> Tangeray. Um, I mean, I can spell it. <laughs> That's what one of the serial killers who's clearly down. Like, he's got, like, he's, like, clearly a few short. Uh, he... <laughs> He keeps saying, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I can spell it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> that's so white trash. You guys, Ariana Grande is Italian. <laughs> I guess I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Ariana, my prophet. <laughs> no. I feel like uh, Italians are, or Mexicans are half Italian. She comes from Florida. A state that's 23% Hispanic. Her background is 100% Italian. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the Italians came to Mexico, like, all the Padres, right? Like, the monks and shit. Or is that Spaniards? I don't know. Oh, it is Spaniards. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to everyone who listens to this <laughs> If you want to mail in your address, I'll send you a personal apology letter. We will handwrite them. Well, <laughs> they'll be stained with my tears. <laughs> Okay, should we do this fucking episode or what? I don't know. I kind of like what we're doing. <laughs> well, I sure <laughs> will stay here. Okay, so you guys, sexism. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play devil's advocate like a motherfucker today. So you're really going to hate me by the end of this. Ugh, I really hate when, listen, this is why it bothers me. Okay. I hate when people play devil's advocate because I feel like it, it really is invalidating people's like opinion. Mm-hmm. But I like Devil's Advocate because it makes you think of a different side. So that's cool. But I hate Devil's Advocate because it's usually what my husband does. And I'm like, I don't need another Devil's Advocate. Yeah, you a do. Friend. 
You're attracted to you're attracted to our you're devil fucking... ad- you're our devil advocacy and our blue eyes. <laughs> You've got it tight. I told Mo- I told Bobby several times over the week that we are married, so like consider this a marriage. <laughs> and any hard conversations, guess what? I've had eight years of hard conversations. And it's every okay. time and every time she's about to risk it all for Stephen Lee, I'm like, okay, well, I guess me and Spence will get Shut married. Up. It's fine. You weren't supposed to tell them that. I you guys, I, tomorrow's I, Fireside episode is so good. And I was just like, I could marry this guy. Well, he's I really, could risk he's it really all. He's really attractive. I could but... pick a fight with Spence and tr- shoot my shot. Well, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I'll take over Spence. Stephen Lee. <laughs> I mean, look, either way, I can either make out with Steven or Spencer. Like, I'm good. Either one of you way, guys. One of you guys, I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, we're talking about a sexism. Sexism. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to, like, kind of go into sexual harassment because I work in the restaurant industry. So there's going to be a lot of easy examples to go over. I don't like sexism. I don't like sexism as a talk of it because I'm really going through a do not appreciate men phase. So here why I am. Why is that? No, tell me chastised. Why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a feminist uh, Nick, Nick, movement. <laughs> Nick Carter was in my dream last night, so that's funny. He's the worst one. You didn't hear that from me. You, you can hear it from me. I've met him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have the opportunity to meet the Backstreet Boys in the future, and Nick be like, "You called me the worst one on your podcast." That's right. We're equally famous, bitch. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Andrew Garfield and how he listens <laughs> the other day. I almost text you because there's a new Andrew Garfield movie on Netflix, and I was like, "Hey, your boy, your boyfriend, our friend, friend of the pod, Andrew." <laughs> best friend of the podcast andrew garfield no he was uh he got referenced on family guy and i was like that's so weird because i know who he is and and then i was like and he listens to our podcast (laughs) this is how the lies that you tell yourself suddenly become truth someday that you're just like oh no i've always thought that right so like i gotta keep the lies positive like i don't you know like not like everyone hates me i better have a drink i should just be like oh i'm cool I'm cool, and everybody's cool with me. Otherwise, they'd leave. I don't think that's true. Mm. I think people. I think it there's is people, true. I think there's people out there who like to torture others, and who like to keep people down, and like to be the cooler person in the group. I think that's a thing. Yeah, but then you have to be like, I don't like you. I'm leaving. You have to respect well, yourself. And enough. usually, I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, there's I I'm, I mean, look, we all have insecurities, right? And lately, uh, I mean, I don't know, for those of you who watch Big Mouth, uh, the insecurity wizard or whatever the hell, <laughs> he's been he's been riding me hard lately. I've not been feeling very secure. I'm sorry. It's okay. I looked real good today uh, at work. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like <clears throat> a lot of people like in the pandemic or are just taking a really hard look at themselves. And it can be uh, like if you're not careful, like a breeding ground for insecurity, you're like, I really am not good enough or I am not productive enough or X, Y, Z. I also think that like part of like the work we're doing with ourselves, cause this is what, this is our form of therapy, right? I mean, it's definitely yep. mine. Yep. Every whatever we, I mean, you, ha- you have to take it. Uh, fuck. We can't sit here and be like the facade, the facade, the facade, and then be <clears> fake. <throat> we just can't. Yep. Like yes. it's not allowed. Yes, which so, is what like, I wanted to talk to you about because I think we should just just switch and be fake. No, no, no. <laughs> I think we should switch uh, mode of operation. And, what do you mean? Um, 
like what if we i mean what if we have things planned in case we don't i have would rather yeah about? i'd rather just have like a, i would rather just have like a goss sesh i'm really down with that too like yeah. we'll have like we'll have like fun topics to talk about and shit but like yeah. we don't even have like a topic like this will be our last we're going into more of a talk show thing next next season folks you ready yeah. did we just decide yeah. that here okay cool yeah that's what i wanted to talk to you about is like what if we just stop having a facade of something to talk about and just fucking talk it's i'm so glad you brought that up because i've been wanting to bring that up with you for about mm, eight episodes <laughs> Where I was just like, it's, let's just, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but most of my episodes are like, let's shoot the shit for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then get to it. Well, and like when we started this podcast, we had topics, right? Right. We had planned set of topics that we would talk about. But in the middle of recording those topics, our story came out. Right. And right. so we did, now we don't need topics because our story, to bring our story this. out. <laughs> well, I mean, we're a hit in Sevier County. And <laughs> I think Garfield County, too. Um, but, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, it's like. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, let's. Well, I think we should definitely be topical to stuff with this on our mind. Yeah. You know? And I have I have fun stuff to talk about. Like, there, it's not going to be the end of the music episodes. It's not going to be oh, the God, end no. of, like, those funner things. But, uh-huh. like, maybe I won't do as much research about things that I really don't care about anymore. Like I care about these things and they're fascinating to me, but I don't need to be like a reporter. You guys have Google. You guys have Well, but w- I also Wikipedia. think this is what the continuation of the fireside is going to be because yeah. every time we have a fireside with a Mormon or an ex-Mormon or whatever, or even a things non-Mormon, get brought up. things yeah. get brought up. So, you know, and people can always write in and stuff. I mean, I don't, again, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do a fucking bunch of fucking research. Mm-hmm. And as much as, as fun it has been to, categorize and organize Mm -hmm. every whim of my brain right it hasn't been fun at all for me (laughs) this is just how i'm realizing like the autism could be there because Mm -hmm. like every time i think of something i put it in my spreadsheet and every time i find something that supports that i put it next to it can i be real with you if if i'm overwhelmed by anything it is the spreadsheet spreadsheet overwhelms the fuck out of me and i always feel like i never know what the fuck's going on and i know Uh that's i know that like that's mostly my fault but (laughs) Because, like, I also am, like, really frustrated because <clears throat> I got myself to this position where I'm forgetful and I don't remember a lot of things on purpose. Uh, uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> because, because I wanted to just stop thinking about certain things. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, you know. But what's I ended up happening is the certain things that I need to think about have powered through and now I'm just forgetful as fuck. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very forgetful and I apologize. I know it's frustrating. Maybe I'm just maybe just I'm just being a dickhead to myself. Is it frustrating being my partner? No, and I think I need. I I wanted to address that. Okay, because you asked me that when you were very drunk. When I was very drunk, I doesn't sound like me. Never. You now, not never. Are not. You are not inconvenient to me. Okay, no, I'm not. I didn't say inconvenient. I said frustrating. You're not frustrating to me either. Okay. You allow me to see more of myself that I don't with Spencer. Which is why I told you like we're fucking married. Like I enjoy <laughs> seeing this relationship and experiencing it. Yeah, and, I feel like I feel like we've experienced a lot of growth too, which is also exhausting. Yeah, and recognizing that like sometimes when I when like, oh, she's so stubborn, I also uh-huh. have to think like the things that I say about other people are also me. It's a reflection, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's seeming so stubborn to me because I'm being stubborn. And so it has allowed me. Well, and also I'm being stubborn. 
but also I'm being stubborn. Right, right, right. So it has allowed me to be like, oh, you know what happens in a relationship? Every single relationship is a, a push and a pull, but like growth. And it's compromise and not not compromise in a way that like makes you feel invalidated, but right. working something out to where both parties are happy. Right. And we don't move forward with this podcast unless we're both happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. I just sometimes like uh, my one of my nicknames in Penguin High School was Bobby the Bully. Hmm. And I think it's because I am who I am. Belligerent. But also, but I love that about you. But like, no, like my friends would call me that. So I just don't know if it was just like a tease or whatever. But I know I've always gotten branded as like, if there's ever like an altercation, I'm always the one who gets in trouble because I'm the tallest. I weigh the most. I I'm the most outspoken. You know what I mean? And I had to learn how to manipulate that a little bit in school and stuff, and even in life now. But I just don't ever want to be a stubborn asshole bully who's just like, nope, I know everything, you know? And we've had hard conversations about that, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what makes a relationship is that, and I'm seeing this now from Spencer's side, because when Spencer first started having hard conversations with me, Mm -hmm. I thought that meant that our relationship was falling apart. Well, I don't, think learned... our, I don't think our relationship's falling apart. I just don't want to yeah. treat you poorly. Yeah. That's but it. I've learned that the reason why they're bringing stuff up is because they care enough uh-huh. to be like, I'm in this relationship with you. I want to work it out. So I feel like when we have hard conversations, I'm learning, too, that you care very passionately about this and you want it to be And well you, you dumb bitch. I know. But <laughs> I'm, saying like, I'm saying, like, when I'm in the these heat of the moment, like, back and forth with you i'm looking at it and i'm recognizing bobby cares just as much about this as i do that this is a good thing right okay so well i'm sure we'll continue to have this conversation but because yeah, i'm <laughs> i'm way more insecure than anyone will ever know which and i same. hate it's crazy too because there's some things i just don't fucking care about like my weirdness i don't care like i'm like well, i'll do anything weird but like i don't ever want to burden people and i don't want to be a dick so yeah and I felt and I, like you're and not. I felt miserably all the time. <laughs> and if you were, uh-huh. I would tell you. I would. Right. Okay. Well, let's get to this fucking episode. Why not? <laughs> <clears throat> what time is it? At? Oh, yeah. It's about time to start. It's about time. It's it's a Bobby episode. It's about time to start. So I want to do like a episode about sexism and like sexist behavior and sexual harassment. And we're not going according to this list, right? We can jump around as it hits us, right? Oh, yeah, of course. So cool. um, the reason why is because, I mean we're girls i think i think the way that we gain equity and equality is understanding you know Mm -hmm. so i wanted to talk to the boys and i also want to talk to the girls about and the they's and yeah and the they's and yeah i want to talk to everyone um because i don't think only one gender (laughs) oh my god one of my insta friends uh posted something that's like there are 42,756 genders and every time you complain we had 25 more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know anyway. the non-binary thing is something that I'm very much appreciating right now and it's because I've had the the pandemic time mm-hmm. to understand it. I'm really excited for the Gen Z forum. I know I keep talking about it. It's got to happen. I'm so excited. I think about it all the time because I I'm considering I... buying several mics. <laughs> Well, I think because Notion will be in town, we can use one of his. And then I have two, and then I have three. 
and you have one. So, yeah. and we just need a mixer. <coughs> I think Notion has all that shit. Scott can help too. Helps everybody. If you're listening, get over here and help us. <laughs> Andy, Scott, Jeremy, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, but I want to get because I feel like there are things that I'm just 100% out of touch with because I'm older. So I want to get like the youth's perspective and just really try to like dive in and understand and have them all as a group teach us something new. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm so. excited for that too. I <laughs> Anyways, asked my Gen very- Z, I was like, how do Gen Z people use their phone? Because I use it to dissociate. And she said, honestly, same. So I was like, <laughs> okay, well, no, I'm, I'm pretty on trend there. I'm on trend. Um, <laughs> and you, you're a TikToker too. They're all TikTokers. I remember I would let like <laughs> so Morgan my food runner and uh Fatima my uh star host uh and Morgan was my star food runner after Notion. <laughs> Sorry Morgan, I love you, but <laughs> um, so I walked back and we were like slammed, it's summertime. And they're back in the back recording their goddamn TikTok dance. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> It's like you little shits are like, hurry it up. <laughs> get it get it right and then get your asses back to your post. <laughs> I love them all. I love anyway. them too. Honestly. So where would we be without them? I know. I hope I hope that uh I hope that uh Gen X felt that way about us. I don't think they did, but No. And I kinda wonder if the reason why we because we don't have any Gen Z siblings, do we? We don't, right? What? You and I don't have any a Gen Z a sibling, do we? Neither one of us do, right? No. no. I, have I mean a Gen I definitely Z cousin. don't. Oh yeah, me too. Spencer's <clears throat> cousin is like 13 years younger than him, so. It's the old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, back on topic, Kendra. God damn it! I'm sorry, Kendra. That's <laughs> no, okay. So okay, so I work in the restaurant industry. Sexual harassment is like kind of part of the culture. Um. Yeah, it's part of a lot of cultures. <laughs> well, right, and we have discussed this too, like, you know, in school and stuff. We're like, we need some strong boys. Mm-hmm. To come help carry this, and you and I are both like, we're strong, bitch. Yeah, want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was bigger than all the boys until like sixth grade. It's like, mm-hmm. what? What are you doing, calling on any of these scrawny fucks? <laughs> They're like, oh my noodles, <laughs> <laughs> my noodles, <laughs> my little nubby legs. <laughs> um, but sexual harassment is just like runs rampant through the restaurant industry, and. I will admit when I first started in it, I was taken aback and very uncomfortable. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just start objectifying everyone too, which I totally mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it was funny because in culinary school, we all sexually harassed each other all day long in school. And one of the chefs had to like pull our class aside specifically. And he's like, you guys need to quit saying fuck and you need to quit grabbing each other's asses, like literally playing grab ass. You got to quit it. What? Because <laughs> we were all, we don't like smack each other's ass and stuff or do like uh, squirrel taps. Because this is back in like the jackass days, right? Where like uh, invading other people's space was okay. I mean, was quote like unquote, okay. It yeah. was part of, it was part of the culture, I guess. But I think of how many asses I've smacked in my lifetime and how many, like, I mean, like, it's, it's raunchy. You're, it's, the kitchen's raunchy, too. Yeah. Like, the way that you uh, downplayed my sexual harassment at school when I was, like, they smacked me on the ass and, like, I didn't like that. Oh, and I was just like, oh, crazy. Because, like, seriously. Like, oh, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they probably That's... thought it was funny, and I was like, okay, I was but still sexually But I did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, well, see, but I'm sorry to that, but, like, there's a reason, right? Yeah, um, because you don't know that that is the sexual harassment. You're like, that's normal. Well, one of my buddies was working Olive Garden. They were slammed. And, like, it was his, I mean, like, like it was his work wife. So, like, the restaurant industry is tricky, too, because everyone's fucking everyone. Like, we're all fucking each other, okay? <laughs> I mean, some less <laughs> than others. But, like, there's always, like, the sexual tension. We all drink together. We all, you know, we're into, like, the restaurant industry is a different animal just because of, the madness, the intimacy, the like, like the craziness, like being in the restaurant industry is one of the most stressful jobs out there. I know no one yeah, wants to believe that. You guys are like that. battle buddies against the public, that the ravaging hungry public, and you win every night. Well, not every night, but <laughs> <laughs> the nights that you don't win, you take you, you take the biggest loser out for a drink. That's just part of the, that's part of the routine. Mm. And like I remember in high school and stuff, I worked for you know a couple, and they. My boss would be like, you want to come over into the hot tub and have, like, margaritas with us? I don't think he meant anything by it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I was raised in this culture where it's just normal. And it's definitely a culture because I am a raunchy person. And I think that making everything sexual makes the fact that I'm not sexual easier for me. Which Mm. is not anyone else's problem. And I guess I'm making it theirs. (laughs) But I've also sat through, like, so many – because I've been a manager now. Like, I've, I've grown in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. And the world has changed a great deal since I started. So I just – and I've been, like, legitimately sexually harassed in the workplace where, like, my manager kissed me. I reject him, rejected him, and then he wouldn't let the host seat me for six weeks. <gasps> yeah. Bobby. I got, his, I got his ass fucking fired. <laughs> Holy shit. So I was just bartending. I was bartending and I had a seven table section. So I'd bartend for the whole restaurant and I had like, I had a bunch of booths. Oh, you yeah. came. It was Buka. You came. Um, so that whole room, the whole bar room was my room. Um, and Did we come in during that hiatus for you? I don't, I, maybe. Cause I was so pissed off. Like, do you saw me pissed when you walked in? Right. You were very upset. And yeah. like, there was like nobody in your section. Well, yeah, there was like there's like no one in my section, and I was just like, just cut me then. Like I don't want to be here then. If you're not gonna seat me, get me the fuck out of here. Oh my god, I would and, be so pissed. <clears throat> well, what happened was, um, so there's flirtation. Like I flirt with every single one of my chefs, <laughs> unless they're like fatherly, and then I just bros with them. Mm-hmm. But like I, guy or girl, I flirt with my chefs. Um, I flirt with my managers, guy or girl. I flirt with them. And I think there's a part of that that it's like a daddy issue thing, like a parental issue where it's like, I want you to like me because you're my superior. Mm-hmm. I also think it's a boredom thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's also like if I'm but, but but like as a manager, I've been a manager before where it's like you got to shut all of that down. And as a manager, I was able to do that as a bartender. I could be more risque. But as a manager, nope. Like you got to shut that shit down because you're above someone like you're you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> um, most restaurants you're not allowed to hang out with people beneath you but this guy he just didn't care he was like obsessed with me and um i went over uh and like don't get me wrong i would use it to get whatever the fuck i wanted like one night me and my (laughs) gay best friend at the time we wanted to go to wendover 
mm-hmm. and it was like a Friday. And I would say to the guy, I'm like, hey, let us, can we go? Can you like figure it out? Like, can you rearrange everyone and let two of your people that are like your bartender and one of your main servers leave on a Friday night? And he let us hmm. like, <laughs> and like I knew that he had a crush on me, so I would use it. But one night, um, me and my gay best friend were at the bar next door and um, he came and joined us. And then I just took off because I was like, I don't want to hook up with this guy. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm giving him the wrong impression. Like, I've mm-hmm. always feel like I've been like, I'm super flirtatious. But when it gets to a certain point, I'm like, just so you know, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, because I don't want to make anyone comfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> um, like at work right now, there's. A guy that I kind of have a crush on and everyone knows about it. So I don't, I'm not inappropriate with him at work at all, but I'm inappropriate with everyone else, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is probably awkward too, because so many people meet their spouse or significant other at work. So, right. Anyways, point is I left and then I was home. I was in the shower. And then, um, by the time I got out of the shower, my gay best friend had called and he's like, bitch, where are you at? Like we went out for a cigarette. We came back and you were gone. And I'm like, oh yeah, I went home and I showered. I'm I'm done for the night. And he's like, well, if you don't come back and get us, I'm going to drink and drive. And that's just back when I, like, wasn't cared. drinking and driving and cared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went and picked him up. The manager acted like he was too drunk to walk to his door. Oh, no. So I, I was the only sober one. So I walked him to his door. And then he, like, stuck his tongue in my mouth. <sighs> and, and I was like, he's like, just come in. Come in. It's fine. Robbie will wait. And I was just like, uh, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> And then the next day I told his boss, mm. I was like, I was like, yo, Jake kissed me last night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not into it at all. Can you talk to him about it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, I like, I was like, I don't want to press any charges. I don't want to like get him in trouble. I'm like, just tell him just to like back the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he didn't, he got mad. Like he tried for like another week. Then he got mad, at, like he got super pissed, and then he told all the hosts, "If you seat Bobby, I will fire you." <gasps> <clears throat> and this went on for like a while, and I remember it was St. Patrick's Day, and we were busy. I wasn't getting any tables, and I was not making it at all. And mm. I told my boss, like his boss, like the general manager, because he was the assistant manager. I was like, "You need." to talk to him because this is some bullshit and he tried to do all this like legal like he tried to do all this like corporate shit to make it be to be like the bar's too busy the bartender can't have like he tried to fuck me hard no way <laughs> and so it was like That's you know terrible. yeah it was like a saturday night and i was making like 30 dollars. holy is, shit this is back yeah and i would okay so and that's just like the tip out or whatever i'd make like 60 bucks on the tip out but like these are nights where i could make like just that 230 bucks by myself you know what i mean just like yes waiting tables making you know what i mean and then the tip out on top of that mm-hmm. so i <laughs> was so pissed and one of the hosts who was my friend, she came back and she was like in tears and she's like, I tried to see you because I know you need the money, but Jay said he'll fire, like he'll send me home. I'll be in so much trouble. He'll write me up. And I walked right up to him and I was like, give me HR's number right now. <laughs> and the weekend before he didn't let me get any tables. And so I like deep cleaned the bar and I left early. And then uh, Robbie, who was my gay best friend, sent me a picture of him having a party with a lot of the staff members. And when I went to work the next day, the bar was trashed. <laughs> so I was like, Bobby. Well, and Robbie had sent me all these pictures, right? So I was just like, I was, I got there. I was pissed. I wasn't getting any tables. The host comes in in tears. 
And then I was like, give me HR's number right now. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) he like tried to avoid it. And I was like, give me HR's number right fucking now. And he tried to do all this bullshit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I just te- I just emailed him over all of all the, all the pictures Robbie sent me, mm-hmm. and he was fired like on the spot. But like oh, I talked to you. my, but I talked to like his boss, and I was like, you need to help. You need your. It's this is affecting my livelihood. Yes. And he's like, and he's like, please don't go to HR. I'm going on a family vacation in a month. Ah, uh, fuck just, you. And I and but I said okay, because oh, I was just like, I was just like okay, yeah, man, of course, of course. Still didn't seat me. Still didn't seat me. And then I was just like, fuck everybody. And then, like, yeah. uh, the general manager was mad at me because he was a scumbag. <laughs> but it's just like, y'all need to recognize something. <laughs> I could, like, be whatever I want. And even, like, he could have kissed me like he did and thrown a fit like he did. Mm-hmm. And he kept, like, trying to, like, touch me and, like, offering to, like, buy me to get my nails done and stuff. And I'm like, I don't need to get my nails done. I work in the restaurant industry. Like, you don't have your nails done in the restaurant industry. Right. Because like, that's disgusting. Like, I'm like, do you know your shit at all? <laughs> like, you're the assistant manager. And um, he, like, would, like, touch me when I was on the line and stuff, when I was, like, getting my, like, trays together and stuff. And it was just like, stop. No. And it's like, I could have handled all of that had he not taken away my livelihood. And then when I kept trying to get help, yep. I was getting foiled by it. So, like, the, and the only reason why HR did anything about it is because I shouldn't have, I shouldn't even hit up HR. I should have just texted my boss about it and then sued him. <laughs> like, that's what I should have done. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I said to the general manager, like, I should fucking sue you guys. And he's yeah. like, well, they fired him. So what can you do about it? And I'm like, well, you could get fired too, dude. Because I talked to you about this like four weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not going to do that because you're married with kids and stuff. I'm like, but that was fucking bullshit. And I'm like, and that just took away like six weeks of my life, like my livelihood. Yes. And I think he ended up like giving me a bunch of like extra like shit or they had like a tip pool going or something. He just gave it to me. Hmm. It wasn't enough, but (laughs) like it's interesting in the restaurant industry how like sexuality is part of the gig. Like, yeah. everyone's flirting with everyone, but there are times when it goes too far, and I feel like this was definitely one of those times. I mean, it could have been way worse, but, like, <laughs> one time, one of my supervisors fucking kissed me in the closet, oh and I, like, walked out to my assistant, my manager, and I was, like, and I was laughing. Like, I didn't even think anything was wrong with it, mm-hmm. and I was, like, oh, my God. I was just in the wine closet and he walks in and he starts kissing me and she was like, shut the fuck up. But we were, we're like, we're like best friends. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I was like laughing. So she's like, do you need to like want to file a complaint or something? And I'm like, no, but can you believe that happened? But it's like, <laughs> so they're like, there's this weird energy. Like he never did anything again, but it's just like, it's just interesting. I don't know if Los Hermanos in Provo is just a different breed because it's in Provo. Provo. But that shit never happened to me. And I worked there for like six months as a hostess before like my life went to further shit and I didn't have that job either. Like I couldn't make it to work or anything. Well, have you seen the movie Waiting? No. Like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's accurate as fuck. Like, again, someone's always sleeping with someone else. Well, Uh, everybody was engaged there, too. But I think not engaged. It was just, like, two couples engaged. And there was some flirting. But, like, there wasn't, like, 
sexual harassment like you like you experienced well, but, like, but that's laugh the off thing. but that no but that's the thing though is it's like in a different context like if i would have liked my supervisor and if i would have liked my assistant manager the story would have been different the result yes you know it's what I a mean? stalker or a secret admirer depending on your attraction to them yes yeah and like um I flirt with all, like, again, I flirt with all my bosses. I get inappropriate with all my bosses. Like, I try really hard not to. <laughs> like, especially up in Park City. Inappropriate with all my chefs, except for, like, Papa Stan. I was not with him because I love him, and he's happily, he, like, is obsessed with his wife, which I think is adorable. Cute. But, um, <laughs> like, the chefs up, like, first of all, Park City is just, like, a hoe town. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, we're all, like, up in each other's grill. Like, we're all hugging it out. We're all, like, talking about anything under the sun. You know what I mean? We're like, I know about everybody's sex lives. I know what people's dicks look like. Hmm. You know, I mean, like, I know, I know, I know it all, you know? (laughs) And it's like, is this how other jobs go? Mm -hmm. Is is this how it goes? Because, like, I worked in an office. I worked for a newspaper once. Like, that was my only office job. And I was, I feel like I was a little too much, like, with my belligerentness. Hmm. By the way, everyone's on board with being me being called belligerent. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody has complained about that. No, they're like, no, that's right. Um, Is that getting to you a little bit? No, I think it's hilarious because okay. it's so like, it's so on point. But because um, I am, I'm loud and obnoxious whether I'm drinking or not. <laughs> or I'll tell I'll tell someone to shut the fuck up. It's not. It's just it's the not degree a bad of belligerence yeah, that you, that is in question. <laughs> but um, I feel like I was a little bit too rowdy. For mm-hmm. that for that crowd, and like even when I was at the Grand, like me and me and the food runners had some of the filthiest fucking conversations I've ever had in my life. Wow. But I feel like there's a difference between that and like because we're coworkers. And then when I was a general manager, my chef would ask the underage kids if they masturbate, <laughs> uh, and nothing ever happened. Oh my god ever oh my god he still works there oh my god where is this at in park city (laughs) (sighs) that's like that that guy's still a bishop of the ward no it's like that's just the culture well yeah and it's acceptable but it's not acceptable well this is actually what's frustrating because he was my chef when i was just a bartender and i love he was like the he was the sue he was the sous chef and I loved him a lot because I thought he was fun and we would fucking goof around and stuff. <laughs> um, but I think he might have just been a cook when I first started. So he had no, like, authority, right? Yeah. So those conversations were fine. Like, I don't mind if, <laughs> like, he would always tell me that he had a beautiful penis. And I would just laugh my ass off. I was just like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he would, it was funny to him, too. Like, it was, like, how we greeted each other. It, um, is he would tell me he had a beautiful penis. Like, it was just, like, our daily routine. Never said anything about it. Because I didn't care. Like, it didn't bother me at all. And then when I got to the position where I was his equal and I had a bunch of kids to protect, mm-hmm. it became it became an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yo, man, you can't talk to people like that. And then, like, when I would sit down and talk to my, our boss about it, he's like, well – did this just start happening? I'm like, no, it happened no, when I was a bartender. All the time. Yeah. And he's like, well, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> and I'm like, because I didn't like want to get him in trouble. You didn't want to make waves being the new person. Well, and also like, I just didn't care that he was saying it to me, 
But now it's not There's just so many me. factors. Yeah. It's not just me anymore. So I can't have these kids tell me or these girls or these yep. women or yep. these trans this trans kid or this gay guy or whatever come to me and be like hey the chef's saying this and this and this and it makes me uncomfortable and i don't feel <laughs> safe here yeah because now i'm uh, now i'm part of it yeah you're like, a leader I, in the workplace yeah and i've been a part i've sat through many a hr meeting and by the way everyone hr is not your friend okay if you feel like you can run to hr to help you get an outside opinion first seriously that's my advice to you because really? yep their goal is to protect the company. They don't give a fuck about you. That is true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, but I have a friend in the diamond business. Now um, you've got a friend at the Shane <laughs> Company. <laughs> His name's Jason. He's uh-huh. going to be on the podcast next season for Fireside. Um, but he uh, did work HR. And so I was, I'm wondering if you're supposed to rely on HR or not. You're not. Hmm. Um, when I had a superior once, um, who gave me a fucking huge crash course, course about HR because HR in Park City is a small town HR. So it's not Mm. accurate. Mm, mm. And she had like a degree. Yeah. She had a degree and stuff. So, um, she gave me a crash course on HR and HR wants to make sure that you are, that everything that's happening is happening legally. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going to protect the company. the company and like the managers first if it's in the best interest of the company to get rid of the manager sure but the manager under the umbrella way more than he was an employee are yeah and the higher up the managers go like the more important they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like the main goal is to protect the company Mm -hmm. so if that means working something out and then slowly trying to figure out a way to get you out of the company because you're quote-unquote a rebel rouser or whatever yep or you're reporting things and making them not look good but there's also <laughs> this thing called the retaliation law that if you report someone and then you suddenly start writing them up, you get fucking sued. So, like, if I had a run in with one of my employees, <laughs> because I had an employee accuse me once of uh, singling her out. <laughs> and I was mm. like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, I avoid you because you're a problem. Mm-hmm. And my boss was just like, stop talking to her. He's like, let the assistant manager handle it. And he's like, and don't write her up ever again. He's like, but have have it so she just filter her out. That's mm. just the, what you do. That's just what you fucking do. Mm. So it's funny because I was a bartender and then I got promoted to assistant manager. So I was a bartender at one uh, property and got uh, promoted to assistant manager at another, another property. And it was the end of the season. Um, Sundance had just happened. It was the season I tried to kill myself. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like a month after my attempted suicide. And I'm working all the time. And this bar is hard. Like, it's a second story. It's freezing. It takes you an hour to get in. It takes you an hour to get out. Mm-hmm. Like, to your car. And then to drive down the mountain and stuff from sun, like from Main Street. Yeah. And um, one of the cooks, who's a supervisor, has always been giving me, like, the eyes but I'm just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I had enough of it. And he was doing this thing, too, where if I was, like, in one of the wine rooms, he would block the door. No. And, like, my bar was... Trap you. Yeah. <laughs> my, mine was a room. He'd block the door. And you can't really do that as a manager or a supervisor. You can't block the exit. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, and if the whole time you're just, like, giving me the eyebrows and there's a language barrier there and... 
you kept asking, will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? No, get out of here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I text Papa Stan. And I was like, yo, you got to talk to him. Because where, where I'm from, one of the guys grabs one of the other guys and says, yo, you're acting out of line. And that's kind of where it ends, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're warned at that point. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't want to. I'm like, I don't want to press any fucking charges. I don't want to do. I don't want to make it an issue. I'm like, please talk to him. Like, I did the exact same thing I did with the Bukas guy. And the next day, all my bosses are sitting around me having a meeting because we're writing up that guy. And we got to make sure that he's we're all comfortable working together. Mm-hmm. And now I'm technically above him because we're both going to this other restaurant. <laughs> but mm. now I'm a manager and he's just a supervisor. And it was like all this technical shit. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I know that all my bosses liked me, but I know that that put a mark on me. Yeah. I know it made the owner not like me. Yeah. And the owner would come in and I would have the same problem with uh, the chef because again, these but are again, why was it a mark against you and not a mark against the other guy? Beca- well, let me, t- let me talk about it. Let's so talk about it. The owner of the company comes in because I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. Unless you, t- you, I'm like, it's been two years. I've been managing my ass off. I got, I got us up over a star. Uh, uh, up a star on Yelp. Do you know how hard that is? That's so I did hard. That. That's so fucking hard. I did that. Uh, all while being degraded yes. by like it was it, the the chef ended up making it be a us them situation where it was oh, his no. him and his line against me and my people. And you can't have that because when you are front of house manager and you have a chef, you guys are married. You yep. guys are a couple. Yep. You have to work together. Yeah. That's shit. And so he was like yelling. We were we had a new system. He was like screaming at me um, in the middle of the rush. He wouldn't answer me. He was always calling me like fat. Um, wow. He, he uh, there there was always and then like my staff. My staff was getting hammered too, and it was like us or them. <laughs> like if if they were cool with me, he wasn't cool with them. And yeah. yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Like and by the way, this is a restaurant that gets neglected because it's the lower price point it's not on main street it's off the you know and it's like the fun restaurant mm. um it's also the one that consistently makes the most money <laughs> so will you text off. me the name because i <laughs> i want to know yeah so um i'm at my wits end and i told my boss i'm gonna quit and he go i'm like i feel like i'm gonna quit and he's like please don't quit if you like you're gonna quit just text me because yeah. he and I are close and our closeness might've been inappropriate because there was definitely like some sexual stuff there. And there was definitely like some just like intimacy, but I also feel like it's not fun when you're at a, a job for 60 hours a week and you can't get close with your people. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know if he and I were sexually attracted to each other. If we were just being intimate, I mm. don't know. Mm. Point is we had an intimacy. Hard to know. Yeah. Hard to know. Uh, but I was just like, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to fucking quit. And um, I also got passed over for a promotion. And I think it's because I was a girl. And Mm. I talked to one of my coworkers, who's a big breasted hot female, (laughs) who's Mm -hmm. been in the company forever. She's like, I should have, she's like, I should have got it, Bobby. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. Either one of us should have gotten it. And I'm like, and then there would have been diversity because it wouldn't have just been an all male Mm -hmm. upper management. Mm-hmm. But he picked this fucking do- doofus, <laughs> and I was losing my shit right before the promotion. And I was like, 
I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I'm like, I don't feel like you developed me. And my boss was like, you have the most potential out of all 16 of my managers. Mm-hmm. Or he goes, out of all uh, 32 of my managers. He's like, you have the most potential. I don't know if he's just feeding me full of shit or whatever. But he gave this promotion to this doofus. Like, this guy who sucks. This guy who has had to have one of his staff members get moved because he was sleeping with them on more oh than one God. occasion. Oh, my God. And it's just like, the fu- like I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so I'm like, I've had it. And um, I'm getting all this fucking abuse from the sh- my chef. I'm going to say that this is why I was so excited for Side Saddle is because it was going to be all girls, female. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was like, my, it got to the point where they were going to lose me. And I was doing like, I was kicking ass, right? (laughs) Like you don't, you don't want to lose me. And I actually, when, when the pandemic was happening, I told my boss, I was like, please fire me. If you have mm-hmm. to fire anyone, let it be me. I don't want to be mm-hmm. there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he was like, okay, whatever. And he and I were talking like daily. So like we had a friendship at that point, I feel, because he wasn't my boss anymore. Like I didn't work there. We were all laid off. Um, so I'm, at, I'm sitting there with my boss, the owner, and the CFO. Mm-hmm. And she's a girl. The CFO's a girl. <laughs> but she's a Mormon, too. And she did these Mormon games with me. And I was like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. kill her. Um, so m- the owner pretty much said, uh, you know, he's from Mexico. That's his culture. Just deal with it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I said, excuse me? I'm like, we're not, we're not running a restaurant in Mexico. Right. We're running a restaurant in Park City, Utah. And I'm like, and he and I have the exact same position. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're lateral. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and he's constantly giving me shit. I'm like, he doesn't communicate with me. He makes my life a living hell. I'm like, I'm communicating through him with his, through his sous chef, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's this, 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 and that. <laughs> I'm like, he's causing animosity. I'm like, get him the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear your fucking excuses. Yeah. <laughs> and they were working on taking him to Main Street. They weren't even going to get rid of him. Like, it's like, I'm like, I'm like, what hold does he have on you, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what hold does he have on you? I'm like, why are you so invested in this person who has been making my life a living hell for years? Yep. Like, I'm like, and it's not just me. I'm like, you had your fucking doofus that you fucking promoted come in and do a quote unquote investigation where everyone gave the exact same story. Yep. <laughs> and did nothing. Yep. And I have to answer to my staff where they're like, why, why is he still here? Like, seriously? Like we, why did we, why did I just go through all that? Yeah. Like, and he would do like weird things too. Like, let he'd be like, he would tell the like the dishwasher to hug, hug us girls and stuff. Nope. And he still works there. Nope. <laughs> and it's like the thing that frustrates the fuck out of me is I do like the sexually charged environment of the restaurant industry, but these motherfuckers are ruining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I think there's it's obviously a double standard. Yeah. Because you want the whole entire line to be in love with you. And when he wasn't around, they were all in love with me. I yep. bat my I bat my eyes. I get shit for free. <laughs> like, yep. co- the chefs love me. The cooks love me. You know, back at house loves me. And that has to do with some sexual stuff. But it also has to do with just who I am as a person. Yeah. But it's like, I definitely use my sexuality to get what I want. I use my sexuality to get better tips. Like, <laughs> I use my sexuality all the time the question is like where's the line you know yep 
Yep. But there's it sounds, also... It sounds like they chose him over you, and that fucking sucks. Well, <laughs> I could have come back. They were fine with me coming back. Um, and, like, like my boss was like... I sent, like, a farewell letter, and he's like, that was really great. Thank you so much. Like, you know, like... And we stayed in touch for a long-ass time, and then I was finally like, I can't with you. Like, you don't move forward. <laughs> and then I'm with... I'm still friends with, like, a lot of people that work for the company, and, like, nothing is changing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of hard to change things, especially, like, a, a company that as big as it was. I mean, it was a mom-and-pop shop, but it was still – there was 500 employees, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, <sighs> I think my boss was tired. Yeah. Um, and was spread too thin. And I think the owner was out of touch. But it doesn't negate the fact <laughs> that – it was like pushing a, a rock up a hill every single day. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I, that, I mean, I don't even think it was all sexual harassment, but I think it was harassment, you know? Yeah. But do you think it's a, I mean, do you think, do you think like the sexuality in the restaurant industry is inappropriate? Yeah, I do. I think like, I think it's become a culture in and of itself and it would be it would be impossible to dismantle because everybody with experience has been living in that culture, right? Where it's acceptable. But either I was just like dumb uh-huh. and I was very dumb as a um, single person. I didn't understand. I don't understand flirting. And when people are flirting with me directly to my fucking face, uh-huh. I don't. You realize four years later, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, or like I used to go like deliver mail with Matt at Uh Snow College, and he'd be like, "That guy was checking you out. That guy was checking you out." I'd be like, "No way, no." (laughs) And then I was like, "Stop!" It's like I I do not see it at all. I I zero percent saw it. Well, but like, isn't part of waiting tables flirting? Like I was flirting my dick off with like a ninety year old today, a ninety year old man. I just loved every second of it. Sure, but I'm always just like a friendly person. Uh-huh. And I, I was just being friendly back. You know what right. I mean? Right, I agree so, with that. But I'm also like, I'm thinking about like how there's like, like I was thinking, I need to get more low cut black shirts for work. Hmm. Because if your tits are out, you make more money. Hmm. Now, obviously that's sexism, but that's also me playing the role of the current sexist society we live in where it's yes. like, oh, your tits are out, I'm going to give you more money. Yeah. And I'm like, my tits are out, give me more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really do think that like, it's I think it's pretty inappropriate, but I also think that like maybe that's why I'm not in that industry is because it doesn't jive well with me. Well, and that's what I think too is like a certain a certain type of per- person works in the restaurant industry, like a certain type. You know what I I've been wanting to say this, but I I waiting till now. Okay. That meme. Okay, first of all, didn't know that Kim Kardashian was getting divorced from Kanye. Had no idea. <laughs> Had no idea until like three days ago. I don't know where the hell you've been. Oh, exactly. you know, like the Kardashians. That's right. Yeah. So um, that picture of Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and one says back of house and the front We're says front of house. house. <laughs> I died at that because it's so fucking true because I had crushes on back of house people. Uh-huh. But, but I was like, they were like scuzz, scuzz, they were scumbags. I was never going to talk to any of them. I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> well, by the way, just for the record, when I was back a house, which I was for a while, I was also like, I was way worse than I was front of house. Like <laughs> the boys, like cause it was just because of the culture. Well, it's the culture. And it's also, it's a boys club. Like it's a boys mm. club. 
and you got i mean i get it i get the culture i get it eating ranch for ranch like it's like i will keep the fuck up and i'm also gonna cook circles around you yeah 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 and then like you give all your best shit to some some (laughs) of the servers and you know i just get it that that meme has been so his like I get tickled. It lives in my head rent free, as they'd say. And it just is so funny because it's so true. Well, it's funny, too, because like, okay, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, let's talk about music. There is sexism on both both sides. Like there's that double edged sword again. Yeah. Because as musicians, girls get cut slack because she's hot or and, you know, it was interesting, too. I was watching. uh I don't know. Some it was a two girl band. I want to say like, is there like a band called like Beehive or something like that that's like popular? Don't know. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, I was watching it with my brother. Like, and that, that evolution. Because I will say, I have been in the restaurant industry for twenty years, and things have changed, and my point of view has changed as well. But when I was a teenager and in culinary school and all this shit, I was <laughs> inappropriate, mm-hmm. and I still am inappropriate to this day. I'm not gonna sit there and say that I'm not, but. Um, I was watching these two chicks cover a Simon and Garfunkel song and they did great. And I'm watching it with my brother and I'm sitting there critiquing their hair and their outfit and all this shit. And then, in the, and then I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel are two of the ugliest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think about that mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm listening to America. Um, and I mean, of course I like Simon and Garfunkel's version better. They're my, favorite one of my favorite bands but like mm-hmm. they did a great these girls did a great job covering america but all i could focus on was their physical appearance yeah because yeah. that's a that's a i mean what is that that's a that's society right yeah sexism and i remember zach called, zach called me out he's like uh what he's like like i think he was like i think i thought you of all people bobby like i thought you were beyond that and that's kind of haunted me because it's like I will either dismiss a, a female uh, musician or like, I, I usually dismiss female musicians, unfortunately, but uh, unless they're like not super attractive and then I'm like, yeah, they fucking well, I don't know what that's about. I'd like to know. Let's, <laughs> like, d- let's no. talk about, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here. I but, would do the same exact thing with and like, I think it's just our society, Bobby, because uh, I would do the same exact thing with, female conference talkers speakers Mm. i would completely like this is useless information it doesn't come i mean it's just from a woman like and listen it doesn't help that the women speakers (laughs) are all in a soft voice because that's how women are taught to talk in the church and they're all about dumbass kid stories which i don't even give a fuck about and i'm like I mean, it's not their fault that this is, like, the role that they're supposed to play into. Like, mm-hmm. they could give very intelligent s- speeches, but I just turned it off anyway because don't care. You're a woman. That was the society we grew up in. I think, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because um, one of my coworkers asked me yesterday, he's like, why did you leave the church? Because he's from Boston and he's, like, Catholic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I'm like so many reasons. I'm like lack of female, uh, role models. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, I thought every chick I knew was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's just like Jesus Christ. And then, I mean, we have talked about too, where 
I had a problem with women because, you know, my mom and stuff yeah, were my It's aggressor. a mommy issue. <laughs> it, it might be a mommy issue. But there's also this whole, we're getting out of it. Um, and we're in fourth wave feminism. Thanks again, Brooke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, like the 60s, for example, beauty versus feminism. I don't want to be either. Yeah. Or I want to be both. You yeah. know what I mean? I am at all. Right. So, yeah. Like, I understand parents, grandparents, uh, grandma, moms uh, need to marry a man in order to enrich their lives because that was where our systems were set up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's taking time to get, like, all the way out of that. Yes. But... (laughs) I find myself, I mean, if anything, I'm sexist against women. Yes. More than I am against men. And you know what? As hard as I try to fight for feminism, Mm -hmm. last night when I was 20 milligrams in (laughs) and listening to Spence talk about video games and work and the corporate ladder and how to increase your salary because by 40, that's when you're... I mean, all of these different things that I was just like, you know what? Feminism is wrong. I want to be part of the patriarchy because (laughs) I don't want part of any of this. Right. I love sucking dick, fortunately (laughs) for Spence. And like, he can just take care of me and then I can just be here doing the housework and like all of this shit because I'm like, I I know you work, but whenever I'm at your house, I'm like. I wouldn't mind because Spencer's cool. Your kid's cute. You got a really nice house. You need breaks, but I bet you could afford them. You just don't go get them. <laughs> I go I'm like, nah, yeah, it's Christmas, Bobby. I can't afford breaks right now. No, I go, I go, uh, I was like, yo, you need, you need new breaks. She's like, well, you've driven me drunk before. I'm like, I don't care about my safety, dumbass. I'm just saying you need new breaks. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Anyway. I, I was just saying as someone whose grandpa is bob orton i am telling you you need new brakes and you need a new windshield <laughs> god damn it and you probably need some fuel injection cleaner so put it in your car you listen <laughs> we'll start a patreon <laughs> <laughs> um anyway what i was saying was feminism is so hard because it's not my default and i just like i mean i played into the patriarchy for so long yeah, but that's that's a, that's a problem too. Yes, is that because you're describing one way to be? Feminism means you can be whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. So like, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a stay-at-home mom and a housewife, you know. But like, we've had to like run away from it because that's what we were forced to do. And I'm saying we as women, I I haven't been forced to do anything. But that's also not true either because I've been forced into a certain lifestyle because I rebelled against it yeah that's true you know it sometimes feels like in order to fight the status quo you have to you have to run so far in the other direction and so hard in that direction and like just to pull it a little bit towards the middle right and it's like you know i am in this raunchy industry i'm not in a relationship like thank god all my friends are rich and have basements Because then like, I could maybe move in. <laughs> yeah, like they all take turns letting me live with them. Um, but like I have rebelled against that. And a lot of times I'm like, 
God, I wish I wouldn't have done this. Hmm. But uh, most of the time, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, you know, like there's times where I'm just like, it would be, wouldn't it be nice to just have a garden to take care of? Yes. But, I, but in my mind, I'm never, I'm never going to like, yeah, I would, in my I mind, would, I'm like, that sucks. I would not want to weed all day. Well, I mean, I might like, I would like the secret garden. Like I would like that sort of situation where it's just like lush and it's like a, like a British version of a garden. Like, I would, would love for you to move in and like start that for me because your yard's not big enough, girl. I asked Spence <laughs> if I could turn this into like a lesbian cottage, and he was like, "Sure," because that means I could do whatever I want. But um, I love Spencer. I need somebody to garden for me because I hate being outside. And if you did that, then you could do that. But then I'd be afraid that you'd want to just step in as like the already stepmother. So no, listen, you're the one who put that thought into my head. After I did not. <laughs> I have never said Spencer was for sale. <laughs> You're I'm just assuming that I'm going to go on this wild lesbian adventure. No, you. When? It, no. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole fir- the first season, whenever we have a guest on. like What? <laughs> what do I say? You're Let me like, know so I can know. No, you've straight up told me before. And I think this was in the first season. I don't remember when. But you were like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just go on like a bisexual adventure and you and Spencer can just hook up. You've said that to me before. So no. Don't. Yes, no. you have. Yes, wow. you have. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> what? I thought it was on? a joke. I thought it was a joke between us. Like, that's why I was like, I, that's why I was like, yeah, you and Stephen Lee and me and Spencer. I'm not being serious. God, I think Spencer's adorable, but he's your husband for Christ's sake. No, God. Oh my God. Okay, I thank thought it was you. just like a fun, hot, this hot is joke. so funny. <laughs> because I'm like, I've been low-key stressing out about it. Oh my god, no! Oh my god, you think I'm you think I'm just gonna fucking no? No, no. no, no. no. I know that I know. I but I was like, guess I can't go on my lesbian adventure. Listen, I know I kiss. I know I kiss married men every once in a while, but I will tell you. See, this is what's frustrating about (laughs) me. The married man I kissed, the most recent one. Actually, I think he's the only one I've ever kissed. I've kissed guys in relationships. Okay, but. He and I had like years and years of built up built it was building up and we were both just drunk and we hadn't seen each other forever. So and I regret it and I have been avoiding him like the plague and I regret every fucking second of it because I loved our friendship so much and I feel like it's gonna be at least a year till we can just bro down again. So That's so funny. <laughs> this so, whole no, thing I'm- is so funny. I'm not out here trying to. I'm not out here trying to kiss married men, even though I know that's the facade I put on. I'm really not. <laughs> okay. Like because usually if guys are married and they're down to fucking clown, it's a turn off to me. So yes, I, right. <laughs> I like You're married. Like, no thanks. I like married men in that there there's plenty of good men who are married, and I like being friends with them. And there's a certain kind of intimacy you can have with them, just because it's like they know how to be intimate because they're married. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like. It's also like safe for me because there's nothing's ever gonna happen with it. I'm gonna have and, another smoke of this pen now that I'm so happy. And I'm telling you, when it did happen, when it did, I feel I just I think about it all the time and I just feel terrible and like I don't I need to go I I don't it's it's too early to talk to him about it like I need to give it time but like I'm like he was seriously one of my he's one of my main homies and. It was just a moment, and I'm not proud of it. But, no, I know that I say that I'm out. Like, I'm all into married men. I'm really not. Like, okay, I don't want to – I do not want to hook up with married God. men, for God's sake. Listen, I'm one time I did crazy. hook up with a married man. Do you want me to tell you about it? Yeah. 
This is before I met Spencer, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to use real names because I think it should be said. Um, I was on a social media dating app uh-huh. and it was not Tinder. It's before Tinder. And I was a J date. No, <laughs> it was called Scout. Do you know what Scout? S K O U T. No. Um. So I was on Scout and getting roped into watching men masturbate on accident and shit like that. Uh-huh. And um, I swiped right, or like the equivalent of swiping right, with um this guy who was named Lex on the on the thing he was hot he's kind of you know he looked very army like which is what i was like into at that moment yeah thank uh, god i never went through that stage thank god i thank you zach and jake brothers <laughs> for not making me have a musician stage or an army man stage. <laughs> that's funny it's also a fucking lie like i all i all i hook up with are musicians but i guess we're just still the closest proximity <laughs> um so anyway, I um, he meets up with me at like um, Bu- Buffalo Wild Wings. We eat a little bit, and then he takes Naturally. me in his car, and he takes me to the parking lot in Pleasant Grove, where there's a Walmart, but there's like also a Carl's Jr. right around there. And we're in the parking lot, and he's like groping my titties, and I'm like <laughs> on with my clothes on. Yeah. guys writing calm down his, guys his clothed penis uh, and in jeans it was fine guys it's called dry humping don't know if you've heard i loved i love to dry hump by the way just be listen the making out i experienced was hot <laughs> yeah and now i just have to take Same. off all my clothes and there's no journey you're pretty much talking to me about my experience with my married man his dick was erect and yeah. coming on my on my leg through his jeans and i was like you know what? And he was all about my tits. And I was like, let's do this for a minute. And then we were like, fuck. And then we were both like, came to our senses. And I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go with someone else. (laughs) Mid mid yoinking my titties around, he was Uh like, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, what? He was like, I'm actually not divorced. I was like, what? You said you were divorced. Like, that's the whole reason you're talking to me. And he was like, I'm still married. And my one-year-old baby girl and my wife are in Iowa. What is, I mean. And I on, on a road trip and she's going to leave me. And I was like, okay. No, well, she's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like. She thinks you guys okay. are happy. Okay. We can still make out. And then we made out a little bit and then he bought me ice cream like I was a little kid. And then I was like, this was weird. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, call me again. <laughs> I will say every time I've hooked up with, uh, like, kissed a guy in a relationship, that I never take it further. Yeah. So uh, I got to give, was... give myself a little credit there. His name was Brandon, and it was 2012, and he was from the Lehigh area. So there you go. So fill in those blinks, motherfucker. Yeah, hopefully you get the hint. <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, married men, such a weird thing. And I felt bad because I was, like, still an active professing devout member and i was like yeah it's cool if your temple marriage is falling apart and you're trying to fuck me in the back of your car i feel bad for okay so i have i have weird feelings about it let's discuss them let's discuss that's what this podcast is i'm not a fucking i'm not in a relationship on the one hand i'm like girl code you owe or or just human code be nice (laughs) but it's also like this has nothing to do with me 
it's like, I feel part of part part way that, and the other part of me is like really guilty. So it's like, um, you're out chase and tell, dude. I don't know what your relationship thing is, like, and also like maybe you guys have a relationship where sex isn't that big a deal, you mm-hmm. know? Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what like the fucking foundation of your fucking marriage yeah. is. Yep, you know. So it's like, this is this ain't my bitch, but like I was making out with a guy once hammered he got me and all my friends super drunk and then he's like walk me home and i was like okay (laughs) like his girlfriend who i had waited on before like he was a patron uh, (laughs) her clothes were right next to you she's like i can't i'm not going to do this and it's like i don't know i guess it's just like moments of weakness and stuff i don't want to i'm not out here trying to destroy anyone's marriage but it's also like I don't really feel like I have that power because I'm not in one. I'm not in a marriage, so how can I destroy it? Yes. And I feel like... Okay, so there's this other time. I'm going to type some names here. I'm going to um, type some names here. A married guy hugged me today, and I was felt a little weird about it. <laughs> I was like, um, what is this? But maybe he just likes our friendship. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So when I, um, in Orem, I was part of an organization where I was kind of tied to this couple. I think we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but I saw him on scout and this is before oh. Tinder was a thing. So you I saw told, him, on, I saw me? him on scout and I said, uh, the fuck you doing <laughs> uh-huh now listen it's not the person you're thinking about uh uh-huh. i just saw i saw a person that was connected to me through this person you uh-huh. know what i mean okay so this person didn't know who i was right i'd recognized him and i messaged him and i was like what are you doing on here and he was like well i'm here to talk to women and i was like oh okay uh he's I, he was like, yeah, I enjoy the company of women and sometimes a good drink. Is that okay? Because I'm Mormon and I know you are. I, I, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, well, is it, I mean, like, is it your business at that point? Well, and then I was like, like I, I've, I've run into guys that I knew were in relationships with, like, brand new babies on Tinder. And yeah. they, like, they, like, tried to link with me. And I'll be like, get the fuck off this fucking app, yeah. you dickhead. Yes. So then... Uh, uh, after a minute, he was gone. So I was like, oh, he must have, like, was playing around, but then, like, got out and was like, what the fuck am I doing? So right. I didn't say anything. But then a couple months later, I saw him again. And I started messaging him and doing screenshots and being like, what are you on here for? Like, and I was oh. not trying to bait him, but I was just like, hey, what are you on here for? He talked to me. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, um, uh, are you in a relationship? And he was like, no well kind of but like it's complicated and I was like okay and then I was just like just so you know I know who you are this is how we are connected Uh and I want you to talk to your uh, I think you need to to honor your temple covenants pretty much he was like brand new married so then I think that's part of the Mormon culture too right like it's you're all a community so it's part of our responsibility Right. And then I messaged her and she, I was like, you don't know me, but this is how I know you. Right. And <clears throat> this is what I have here. And this is not his name. I know his name's something else. So I don't know if somebody's using his pictures as a catfish or if this is 
something, but I feel a great responsibility to tell you that this is what's going on behind your back if that is the case. And this person worked with the person I sent you. Yeah, yeah. And she got the message while they were at work together. And they were like, do you know this person? And how trustworthy is this? And she was like, I know Kendra. Yeah. I know Kendra to not stir up shit. So you better look into it. And it turned out to be him. But that's him. Right. Do you think I should have meddled in his marriage? See, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the answer to that question is. I don't because it's like. I feel like I did the right thing and I still kind of do. But now I'm thinking, part of me thinks is it my did. problem? Well, part of me thinks you did. And the other part of me, I mean, anything could have happened because like usually when, a, when someone's out prowling, they're either just psychos or something's going on Yeah. or they have, that's, their, that's their fucking relationship. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, I don't know, you know, like I've definitely like gotten close with a guy who's like do you want me to have a conversation with my wife? Cause she, I think she'd be down with you too. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. I haven't had a three way yet. I'm working up towards it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to have a two way first and then work into that. <laughs> you think I, you think I'm a, a virgin? No, Is that what I'm no. <laughs> Listen, I was so funny when I was like an innocent person, like this guy at work, uh-huh. he tried to hook up with my cousin. Um, he thought I was so fucking innocent and I had just come home from a mission. Don't know if you know. A mission. <laughs> and, and, um, I put on like a very innocent facade. And so he would, he would be like, I don't need to talk about that in front of you or whatever. Like, I don't want to uh-huh. hurt your ears or whatever. And he pretended to know, have all of this game on me. And I was like, Oh, are you talking about, <laughs> S-E-X. And he was like, oh, my God, you can't even say it. And secretly, I'm just, like, enjoying that he's thinking how naive I am. But I'm you know what's like, funny naive. is that people didn't think I was naive at all. And I, like, I hate it. Like, it's so funny. I think about t- the times my sister's telling me about her sex life when I was a virgin. And me, like, squirming. And then, like, after I, like, gave my first hand job, I was like, let's discuss. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, let's talk about it. But... I don't know, like, I, 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 because I, I struggle with it, because, like, I don't want to, I don't ever want to be the other woman. I just don't. Yes. So, it's, it is frustrating that I've been in three other woman situations, and again, I never went further than Potential kissing. Sense, yeah. You know what I mean? But, again, it's like, I'm, I'm not in a marriage, so I can kiss whoever I want, you know? I'm not yeah. in a relationship for these very reasons. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Do I, am I like looking for primarily married men? Fuck no. No. If one comes across my desk that I'm into, I want to kiss. Okay. <laughs> and Spencer's not that. So calm down. No, I'm not thinking of that at all. <clears throat> I'm thinking you, you wouldn't be, the reason why they're coming across your desk is they're putting themselves on your desk. Exactly. Like I didn't, I didn't, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can be, but I'm like sexually, I feel like I'm just like a flirt with everybody. Yeah. And know? I'm also very friendly with everybody. Mm-hmm. Mine's 100% flirtatious. I think it's funny. Like, I love how girls swoon over me. Don't know why. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's like fun to have that power. And I think it's fun to like. I can get that because I have said to Spencer before, I will not stop in this life until every one of my girlfriends has a crush on me. Well, and that's, I like, I like have a crush on all my friends. Like all of my friends. Like I've said this before on what, on a different timeline or maybe this one at some point. I would have sex with probably all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I don't mean this. I don't mean this and just half on a half of my have few enemies um i usually only <laughs> i usually only sleep with my enemies now uh so i think <laughs> on a timeline where i like myself that might change but um it's always no, I mean, possible like, you can you can jump dimensions yeah, it's very possible like, my i'm attracted to my it's not that i like and it's, it's like that's what i don't like because it's like i'm not being sexual harassy with my friends it's just like um i think you're a fine human being and i think that's what being in love and part of being in love is a sex thing right i guess yes. i guess it really isn't maybe that's our fucked up nature you know because i feel like i'm in love with a lot of my friends and i don't really want to fuck them you know yeah there's a few here it's, and there it's the parameters but i think i'm attracted to them yours. all yeah. yeah yeah i don't know yeah the first thing you did when you hit up Noteboy was like look you've always been hot <laughs> do you know i have a podcast <laughs> And he's like, wow, you haven't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, he and I had a, we had like, we talked for a while. We had a good old time catching up. It's been fun. Um, I To hear that second hand. <laughs> I wonder if he's cute still because he wants to do it all together. I'm not nervous. <laughs> not willing to risk it all for, unlike Stephen Lee. That's a different oh, yeah. story. <laughs> Stephen Lee, come on up. <laughs> no, uh. I was struggling telling him how attracted I was to him because I am. He's adorable. He's. I've always thought he was cute. And that's what, exactly what you said. Look, you're cute. I'm cute. <laughs> I got a podcast. You want to be on it? He was like, down. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> no, he's probably just like you're. You're my older classmate. I always looked up to you. <laughs> you hung out with my older sister. Um, no, it's fine. Shh, I'm editing that out just in case. <laughs> no, I don't think. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about Stephen Lee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about like, uh, so we obviously agree that toxic feminism exists, right? Yeah, and it's deep within me too. Oh, yeah. And like, sometimes, I mean, like, I feel like I had it. I don't feel like I have it anymore. I'm actually really good at like correcting people when they're like talking about like strippers and prostitutes and stuff. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, because when it comes to like (laughs) me respecting sex work, a totally different story. I'm like, but everybody needs to eat and they're put in that position and I'm, you should not judge them. And it's a valid work. I feel like she's earning a livable (laughs) wage. Right. But I also feel like, that's where sexism comes into sex work is that's the one thing women have that men just fucking want. It's a thriving, you know, industry, this industry, but it's also one of the most unsafe industries out there. Yes. Because of like, you know, murders and pimps and all this shit. Yes. And you know, so like, and even like porn, like porn's a hard day's work too, you know, like literally, literally like very hard. <laughs> and sometimes they need a fluffer. And you've learned what that was on this podcast, Ken. Everybody did. Not me. No. It wasn't. I, I it think was definitely for me, sure me. Who told us that? It was me. I was talking oh, about a you fluffer. you told us that. Of course I know what a fluffer is. You told us I that think, on my brother's episode. I think the porn industry is very interesting. Like, I think it's like... Same. I think it's a very interesting industry. Before I started thinking about, I'm going to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was before I even got reconnected with you. I thought we were all thinking about doing an OnlyFans. We, no, I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, yes, but before that, even before pandemic, 
uh-huh. I was actually talking with a couple of producers and scriptwriters and editors uh-huh. about breaking into the porn industry. Well, and I was doing there's research. Really not a, there's not a ton of money in it. I was doing research on how much money you can make based on per view on like something like Pornhub. Uh-huh. And it was cents. And yeah, I was no, like, it's like, how would you how would you do this? You would have to do like a Patreon of well, that's content why, and have that's a niche only... content. And then OnlyFans came up. Yeah, OnlyFans. But invented. like the way that they had it before that, and I think even still now, like you'll make like $5,000 uh, like a, a picture, like a, a movie. Mm-hmm. And you're getting railed by like 10 guys. <clears throat> so like <laughs> the porn industry is interesting because, hi, yes, welcome to the porn industry talk, everyone. Uh, the porn industry is yep. interesting because there's layers. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything all at once or else your career is over in like two seconds. Yep. So you got to start with like blowjobs only. Yeah. Or like young or, <laughs> and then you do vaginal for a while and then you go into anal and then you go into like double penetration and then you start with like the more and if you haven't like made like a name like a name for yourself because like every you know there's always like a porn star that everyone knows like <laughs> you describing the porn industry also describes every single one of our porn experience like we started off light and then we're like oh, little by little we're getting into this honestly i feel stuff. like i feel like i started off like What's the most fucked up thing I can see? Really? Yes. I was like, absolutely. B O O B S. Well, I was telling one of my coworkers. See, this is why the restaurant industry is different. Because I was talking to one of my coworkers who, uh, we were doing a party together, and I was like, "Dude, have you seen one guy, one jar?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> have I talked about this before? No, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, so it's a guy, and he sticks like a glass cup, like a pint glass, up his ass, and it breaks. Ah. No, 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 no. And it's the most, in, uh, like, I'll never forget the sound. There's nothing sexual about oh. it. I mean, it's this guy's kink, and uh, there's other people whose kinks it is. So, like, not to kink shame, but I remember, like, you can hear the glass moving inside of him, and there's no. so much blood. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. And I'm like, you gotta uh, check it out. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's one guy, one jar, everybody. Let's try and find it. I don't think I can find Ooh. it anymore because I haven't seen it for like a, like at least a decade and a half. And I every once in a while I'm like I need to just start sending that to people. Here's something about <laughs> porn is that it's everywhere and it's even on Twitter. And the other day we were going to Maria's on Thirty Third, uh huh, South, and um, like Marie Calendars or whatever. No, Maria's, the Mexican restaurant on Third South, Thirty Third South. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, Thirty <clears> Third <throat> South and like Twenty Third East. Uh, so we were going to Maria's and we were. Is coming it called down. Maria's? It's like yes, it's, it's like Maria's. in that it's in that it's in that little. <laughs> sorry, everyone. It's in that little uh, like shopping mall, like yes. strip mall. Okay, yes. I love it there. I love going to Maria's. I usually On go by myself, South? and everyone just feels bad for me, and I'm just like, why? I'm just enjoying my fucking food. Maria's is the very best. Yeah, but Mexican they always they they always do look sad because I always go there by myself. I don't give a fuck. Oh. I've been going there since Halo was in the room, since they very much opened, actually. They're, um... Oh, was that where you guys, where Spencer was like, that actually look happy? No, that's Provisions. That's next door. <laughs> <clears throat> well, kind of down the street. Yeah, um, no, Maria's is so good. And so we were going down 33rd, and there was, like, a big-ass accident, or, like, fire uh-huh. trucks, and, like, whatever. And so I hop on Twitter, thinking, like, I'm going to just type in 33rd South, 
and this will pop up because it'll be a hot topic because everybody's going to talk about it. And the first thing I see is a chunky black man. (laughs) Like sexy though. Yeah. Ass. Thick. Thick. Fucking another Uh person in the ass. I assume it was a boy. (laughs) I was like, uh, there's not much here about the traffic incident, but there's this. <laughs> I can't believe you chose Twitter as your resource. That's like, how, that's how I know my gossip about what's going on. This is where the story got hard for me. Okay. <laughs> so I always do that. Like, I found out about the Parley's fire by Twitter first before any, like, news station had anything about it. That's why I go there first. Anyway. Okay. That isn't that. And then, like, when I went to show JD and Chad, because I thought they might like that. I was like, the other day, I was researching like, hey, a you're traffic gay. incident and saw some gay shit. Do you want to know it? Uh, it was gone. So I was just like, what a random ass incident that, like, both times I have a porn shock on Twitter. I can't find it anymore. Well, it's in our, this country is the most uptight about sex. I mean, we know that, right? Which is why we create a lot of porn, because it's taboo. Well, but it's also like, are, the, are our expected gender roles part of that? Because, like, I I am not feminine. I mean, I am. I got a lot of feminine qualities. Yeah, you're, be- I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. I'm like, a be- I got like, I'm like a beautiful woman. But I'm also very masculine. I don't know if you guys noticed by this, call- by this fucking podcast. <laughs> I, just told you about- I just told you about one guy, one jar, and somehow that feels masculine. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my it's just, God. It's just vulgar. It's very yeah. truck driver-ish. But um, I don't, I mean, like, I guess, ideally, I could get with, like, a more feminine man, but I don't want that, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't care if a guy's shorter than me, but, like, I want, like, a manly man, but I feel like that is kind of toxic and sexist. Mm, interesting. Like, I, you know, like, but, like, I haven't transcended where it's, like, I just like the person for the person, like... I'm way caught up on like gender roles and you know like attributes and stuff that like I mean that's probably why I'm single because it grosses me out that I'm like that you know what I mean hmm, hmm. interesting uh, I hadn't thought about that before I mean obviously I know that like the reason why I married a man is because of the patriarchy right and this sexist well, but, like, that I grew but also, up. but like Spencer's great. Like I don't right. say that about I'm not a lot of complain. <laughs> I honestly don't say that about a lot of my friends' spouses or significant others. Like I really do think Spencer's like a way sweet, amazing guy. I'm not attracted to him, Kendra. Calm down. I'm not fucking <laughs> up. I'm listening. <laughs> I think you two are a great couple. I love you two together. I like your home. I like the vibes in your house. I like your kid. I like your dogs. And like <laughs> I think that he's just like a genuinely like I think you guys are are a great match. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, like, I rarely say that about my friend's spouses, though. So, I think Spencer might have just been a a person that you fell in love with. That's possible. I agree. And it's also because of, like, all of these systems that we picked each other. Right. Right. Well, and I also feel like this is why I rebel, right? Like, I could could be married to, like, I feel like if I was married to, like, a sort of feminine guy, it wouldn't be the worst thing on the planet. You know what I mean? Sure. Where, like, when I'm, t- I'm talking, like, the opposite of me. Like, so, like, skinny. So, what's the difference between... Mellow. What's the, yeah, what's the, what's the opposite of belligerent? <laughs> uh, 
I will Google that for us, everybody. <laughs> Opposite but. of gay daddy is something that I have Googled before. Be belligerent. <laughs> Is it a straight uh, son? Is that the opposite of a gay dad? Peaceable. Friendly. I'm, I'm those things, though. I don't know. Like, I feel like I want someone to, that can keep up, but, like, also might have to take a back burner to my belligerentness. Or be exactly the same amount of belligerent, but I don't want to date myself either, you know? See, that's why I joined the Spencer, because he just was nearly <laughs> like me at the beginning. Now we're like, oh, look how different we are. <laughs> look how different. Um... Yeah, so, like, but I think, like, toxic feminism is questioning sex work and also being, like, oh, you want to be a mom? That's, go out and fuck, you know what I mean? Like, there just has to be an opportunity for everything. Good tempered is what is a good. Shit. Not random. Uh, Planned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Has an itinerary. (laughs) Like me. Like you. This is so why we we're find, married. This is why we're going to find the male version of you. I think I'll prepare you for your marriage. I think I will just... I honestly was... I When we were talking about it earlier, I was like, maybe Kendra's getting me ready for a relationship. And we're <laughs> in a relationship. That's the thing. Yeah, but I've had plenty of these relationships like with my chefs when I'm like the man... Because like, the bad bad wasn't always the bad. He was the Sue for a while. And I had like Stan was my chef at one time. And then... Other guys who I love were my chefs too, and we were we had like a marriage. Like I can I can work to, I can work with people. I can compromise and stuff. But yeah, this is obviously a different relationship. Yeah, because <laughs> we're in bed together now. We're in bed together. We're publicly now. a thing. We have our faces <laughs> pasted together in art on several platforms. Oh my god! So yeah, my coworker was like, so uh. <laughs> two irreverent women huh and i was like shut the fuck up oh no <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like have you been listening he's like i pulled it up i might have pulled it up i was like you're such a okay well hey you know who you are well i brought you up a- i brought you up a couple times today um so do you think women perpetuate the problem more than men or what do you think like do you think women are like the main attributors to the patriarchy interesting question because Are I you know, blaming like, tr- the victims of the system for the system? I'm gonna put it in context. I'm gonna put it in a different way. Because I was the sure re- all about it when I was like, you know what? I do want Spence to make right. all the money. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that's fine. I think again, I think it'd be great if uh, like I would. I'm always looking on the lookout for like a rich man who like it's just like I have plenty of money, do your own thing. You know, that's what I'm out in the lookout for. And also who thinks I'm very hot. Manifesting. Manifest it. <laughs> put it out into the... Yep. Well, I did a, I did a, uh, a reel, and it said that the person, my soulmate, I've already rejected them, so... <laughs> no, <laughs> she also... didn't. You straight up proposed to him last week, and he's going to be on the podcast tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Stephen Lee. But I was like, there's already a Bobby Lee. All you rich folks will get that one. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh... No, I'm saying, like, I feel like in a, in the Mormon church, uh, the women kept the women down. Yes, they did. The men certainly didn't help, but I feel like, I'm in the, in the context that I'm going to put it, and this is what frustrates me with the Democrats, is they're always assuming Republicans are going to play the fair game. Like, it's how they wouldn't let Obama pick a justice mm-hmm. with a year left, mm-hmm. and Trump picked a justice with, like, four weeks left. Yep. They, don't, they play by different roles. Yep. So... 
I'm not saying that women are to blame, but maybe the fact that we gave the patriarchy the benefit of the doubt again and again and again, and maybe eased into mm-hmm. because because we are the mothers. Yeah. Be, you know what I mean? Because we are quote unquote weak. Yeah. Uh, physically in comparison. And we are. Um, but it's also a message that comes from the top down because even like in general conference, the talks that are given to men <coughs> are nothing like the talks that are given to women. The talks given to men have substance to them, but when they address the women, they say, sisters, you're needed, you're wanted, you're precious. It's just petting them yeah, versus I get that, building but, them up. But you, it's like also legal to fuck a horse in Virginia, but that doesn't mean anyone does it. You know what I mean? It's not like that law is being upheld. So it's like, you can talk to me in that manner all you want, and I can either be like, okay, submissive, or I can be like, go fuck yourself, which right. is obviously what we did. Right. <laughs> um, but like... <clears throat> The time, I guess it's the time that's the most offensive to me because it's like, okay, man's going to man, whatever, is when women do it to me because my CFO at this job in Park City, Mormon, and she would pull these tactics and no one knew what the fuck was going on because yeah. I was, we were the only two Mormons. And, um, cause like everyone from in Park City is not Mormon. Like right. they're, they're from like the East Coast or like the Midwest or out of the country or whatever. Yeah. So we were the only two Mormons and it got me like, emotional i got because um, i was just like the fuck is she doing to me mm-hmm. and it was familiar and i hated it and i was going through something anyway so it's fine but it was just like maybe that's why i hate it the most yeah it's because it's like you're walking in and saying things to me how can you feel like they're right when you are sitting there female just like me yes yes <clears throat> and i think that's kind of what were some of the things that she was saying just to give context uh, so she like was you should a part know better of, or something like that. Well, just kind of dismissive, but she was. Um, I can't even. I can't even give the example. Really, really, yeah. And it was years. It was years ago. So it's just like whatever. It's fine. But like, well, I mean, maybe this will be. So she's sitting in this meeting with me, the owner, and my boss. Because they need a female in there because it's two guys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because that's how the world we've built is. Yeah. Um, and I was just direct and I was like, I'm suicidal. Uh, I don't, you know, I hate it here. I fucking hate this. I did it. And she gave me a calendar that said, had sayings like, <laughs> yeah I'm a bitch what's your problem did it like with stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I was just like I was just so vulnerable with you and you thought that this was appropriate it's like she used I guess the I mean look I am a bad bitch (laughs) but I wasn't I was I was being very vulnerable at the time so the fact that she gave that to me it was like she used my vulnerability Mm -hmm. and also my strength because I was being very strong just being direct and open about how I was feeling Mm mm-hmm and she kind of like put me down hmm. because of it, and I was just kind of like, and I, I, I don't even know if that makes sense, but the way that I felt felt very church leaderish, yeah. Uh, yeah, young women's leader, uh, maybe grand grandparent, grandma or something like that, or just someone in the town shaming me for my uh, 
insecure i mean not insecurities but my imperfections yeah, you know yeah and it's like we all have them and <laughs> i am telling you that i'm going through a hard time instead of just ho- like shouldering it and i feel like that's that plays in the facade where be perfect be perfect be perfect and it's like here i am not being perfect at all and then she like it's throwing daggers at me mm-hmm. and i'm like the f- what, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you know <laughs> and i just feel like Maybe that was my thing. Maybe when in in the church, I felt like I couldn't trust the women. Like I felt like the men were more trustworthy than the women mm-hmm. because women gossiped, mm-hmm. and I felt like that lowered our uh, representation of IQ, collective mm-hmm. IQ, mm-hmm. because it's such a low totem thing. Or it's like you can't tell a woman anything because they'll gossip, even though the men gossip more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like. I don't know. I just felt like they they held us down. You know. I mean, w- women. I felt like women held me way down more in church than outside of church. Cause I feel uh, like sometimes <laughs> women outside of church. Well, that's not true because when being post Mormon mm-hmm. feels very empowering. So I went to that women's ex Mormon mm-hmm. conference. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the women expressed that, you know, John DeLynn came to town and came and was like at the one of the first speakers. And then every day we had a couple of male speakers and there was a sentiment going around like, I'm tired why, of why? listening to yeah. men. <laughs> like, let's, I don't yeah. want to listen to men anymore. And like, I've said the same thing. I say the same thing all the time. I'm tired of listening to white men. I don't need a devil's advocate. I married a white man. <laughs> so like, yes. And in that way, it is sexist. But on the other side of that thing is that when you're in a scenario where you're just being talked at by men all the time, Uh we're we're just done listening. We want to hear women. I mean, I agree with that. But I think that there's a certain level where I was I was skeptical about women for a very long time. I know that has a lot to do with just my home life and stuff. Yeah. But I'm not I will never sit here and say that. You know, it was, it's causation versus correlation. I don't know what yeah, came first, yeah, chicken yeah. or the egg. You know, my mom being Mormon or her herpes of attitude. I know they were connected. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely associate the two. But what I'm saying is, it's just like, I was suspicious that there was that I'm here for you thing, and then I'm gonna go talk shit behind uh, behind your back, or I'm telling you you look nice even though you don't, mm-hmm. or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Could have been my own bullshit because A, I didn't like women. Yes. And B, I didn't like myself and I was self conscious. Now when I see a hot chick, I'm like, fuck yeah, bitch. But Yeah, and also I'm more willing to listen to women. There was a time in my life where I felt betrayed by a woman. So mm-hmm. I used men to surround myself yep. and I I put on a persona of saying, I don't really get along with girls. Yeah. Now, in well, my and that was also like a you're not like other girls. Like that's a compliment, and it's like why now? Now everyone's right. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it now is a is a thing where I've realized that I didn't make vulnerable. I didn't put myself in vulnerable positions with females. I hate saying females with women, girls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the feminine energy because I was hurt by it. And I'm making friendships that are important, impactful, and mm-hmm. mean something to me with women now 
including you. Like, right? Uh, do you think you do you think you had to make a feminine connection and relationship with yourself first? Yes, I had to heal I that so part too. of me. Yeah, me too. Because I felt the same way where it was like. I don't even like to like look at my naked body and now I'm like, what a, I don't care. Like, I mean, I, obviously it's not perfect, but I, I think I'm like, cu- I'm cute as fuck. Like, I yes. don't care. And like, <laughs> I got dressed in the fucking parking lot in West Valley the other day because I was like, I don't want to go back in the building. I just want to hurry and get the fuck out of here. So I'm going to hurry and change my clothes under this fucking street. I didn't care. And it's like, 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's judging me. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if they are. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Until a cop pulls over and is like, ma'am. I'll be like, I'm getting dressed. <laughs> the other guy already came over and said, get dressed. <laughs> Officer, what's his name? I would have just been like, just throw up on my shirt. Don't come close. It's disgusting. Just let me clean. I would, I would have just played it off. I'm, I'm good at, the, I'm good at this. I know. But that's the other thing too. That's the other thing too. You gotta be stop bragging on a public <laughs> forum no. that you're really good at talking your way out of cops no i've always been good at t- i've i've been bragging about being able to talk my way out of things my whole life because i've always been good at it but part of that is playing off my cuteness my blonde hair blue-eyed thing my big tit thing definitely you a know. youngest vibe for sure well yeah but it's like i know i can do that mm-hmm. but it's also it's also like i can do that to you so i will until you stop <laughs> letting it happen which is psycho right I mean, I oh, guess, like someone's sweet but a psycho. Like someone's gonna have to stop, but I don't think it's gonna. Ha- I think the guys are gonna stop, not the girls. Like I would like, I would love it if I lived in a world where I got pulled over and I got treated like everyone else. Or wait, wait, wait. Let me let me rephrase that. I would love if we lived in a world where everyone got treated like me when they got pulled over. Yeah, let's do it. Because <laughs> because I don't know if it's my whiteness, my uh, Hitler youth look, my fucking tits. Or just that I'm hilarious, but I I don't get in trouble when I get pulled over, and if I do, it's like way less than it could have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's true. <laughs> I have not talked my way out of a ticket since I stopped talking back to cops. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, is that part of it? You got to be sassy and just take control. Sometimes, no. I would sass. Is I that, would be so. Is that confident. why? No, but you said you were getting out of things. Yeah, right? I was when getting out confident? of everything, and yeah. now I'm like. Oh, no, be respectful to the cops. Like, I mean, you can fight it in court, whatever. And, like, I get fucked over. Well, you know what? No, that's not true. Because I am breaking the law when I'm getting pulled over. So I need to be accountable, responsible citizen. No, I agree with that. And, like, every and time Bobby, I get pulled... And, Bobby, you need pull- to stop driving drunk. I'm, I'm with you. But what I'm saying, too, is, like, when I get pulled over, I usually, like, see where the tone goes to see what I can get. No one wants to get a fucking ticket. No one does. Like, everyone, if anyone's going to say, I mean, I'm with you. Like, once, if I'm caught, I'm caught. I'm like, cool, yeah, write me up. Like, I've had a cop home over, and he's like, why are we going 95 and texting? I'm like, I don't know, right? <laughs> I deserve the ticket. Give it to me. Good question. That's what I'd I, like to know. I'm like, because I'm bored, sir, but I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> um. All right, we kind of got to wrap this up. So let's, uh, let's go over, uh, what do you think is some of the sexist shit you do? both male and female and i guess like you know like non non non-binary i mean gender roles are are i mean gender right now is such a huge topic and too big to cover in the last few minutes but um i think yeah like not respecting 
now I do much more of respecting and enjoying female presence. Um, and I think that's just due to healing before I would, um, say I don't get along with girls and so I'm not their friend and like just write women off even if they had the best intentions or like were really good at reaching out to become friends with me. I'd be like, no, no thanks. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. Um, probably because I healed. Right. And I think there's also a movement going, I mean, like it's a couple things, right? Like we healed and then there's a movement going on where, you know, like being anti-girl, being anti-female is not a cool thing to be for a girl anymore. We understand we're not in competition with each other anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's a, that's us getting older or, but I don't think it is. Cause like my Gen Z kids, they're not, you know, they're all like, yep. You know, yep. Everyone's cool. <laughs> I think the way that I'm unintentionally sexist with um, non-binary people is just a lack of understanding. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, someone, I, I will say I'm proud of myself yesterday. Someone was talking about, I didn't even know what they were. They want to be they, them. And I'm like, that's not hard for you to do. Yep. And I'm like, if, if, I'm like, if they're able to express to you that that's what they want, it's not I'm like, if you respect them, it's not hard for you to do that. And I'm like, and even if you don't like, you know, like mm-hmm. how hard is it? Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, what changed, <laughs> changed, uh, it didn't change anything for me, but it really put importance behind it is that you can save lives by just being mm-hmm. respectful and using yep. the pronouns that somebody requests. Right. You save well, their lives. It was crazy, too, because I, like, walked out, and I was like, I don't want to have this conversation. I'm like, this is an inappropriate conversation. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about how weird it is that people, you know, have different sexual norms than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't say that, but I was just like, I was just like, it wouldn't be hard. Like, I was just like, I, I did say it wouldn't be hard for you to go by they, them. It's not a big deal. I'm like, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's not real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, like, walked out hoping that that would end the conversation. And when I came back in, they were still having it. Nope. And I'm like, you guys, it's 2021. Like, what the fuck? You're still having this conversation? Educate yourself on your own time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, seriously, like, shut up. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm crossed. And that's where I'm drawing the line, I guess, at work. I, I can talk about one guy, one jar. But we are not talking about <laughs> <laughs> how weird non-binary people are. I won't have it. But I won't. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I fuck up. I think with sexist, I'm sexist with girls because I think I do have a higher expectation of perfection for women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm more forgiving to, uh, uh, that's gonna be, this is gonna be rude, ugly men than I am to ugly women, quote unquote. Uh, the fact that I even have those thoughts, I'm trying to not, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever, I'm a human being. <laughs> um, as far as men are concerned, I think. I maybe give them the benefit of the doubt too much. Maybe I let the boys will be boys think slide too much. But I will say that I am proud of the men in my life who are keeping up with the times, man. Yeah. Some of them are more further advanced than I am, you know? So I was like, um, I was listening to George straight today on the way to this dinner. I love George. Given, love given me some George. Spence a country education. He and was, by the way, sexist comment. I would, mm, I would, he, the man can wear Wranglers, okay? Uh, yeah, I would too. Uh, you ain't called the king for nothing. Um, I was just talking to Spencer, and I was like, honestly, like, my I put my arm in his arm, and I was just like, this song is just like, I really... What song was it? Uh, I Crossed My Heart. And Promise to... There's more of them. Like, I just was, I was just going on a very sentimental the, no, George the whole, Strait-esque... The whole... 
moment the whole ride. The whole pure, the whole pure country episode or uh, oh, soundtrack. Is great. I uh, I own it, dude. I fucking own that movie. I, I <laughs> showed Spence the trailer and I was like, "You're almost ready for this shit." <laughs> I've already showed no. you eight and seconds. And the acting, the acting is terrible. Listen, too. The acting is fucking awful. I still fucking. I love still. It. I watch it like three times a year. But <laughs> I, he, he, you know, George Strait didn't kiss his co-star in that because he was married. That's so fucking cute. Well, is is it or is that? I mean, like, I think it's cool to do that, but I also think like Vice President Pence not being in a room with, like, not having being in a meeting with a woman, like he wouldn't. He, he had to always have a man if there was he wouldn't be alone with another woman what are your thoughts on that <laughs> then have two even women. like i don't know even even like a senator or keep your body cams on people or maybe not sexualize every goddamn oh thing. yeah true my point is is that i told spence that i was <laughs> really grateful that i didn't marry a country boy uh-huh. because they tend here's me being uh stereotyping they uh-huh. tend to not be, they tend to be more racist and they tend to be less like feminist. And I told him, I'm really appreciative that you appreciate country music because of me. I know that you appreciate it because of me. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that I appreciate that you that you're are not the- from the country. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that we're in the country. We can weird listen to the country together. without you being in the country. Yeah. yeah. From the country. So it was just like, I, I did the same thing, right? I categorized, I stereotyped. Yeah, but there, I mean, that is, that is like the, that's like the plus and minus of it, right? Like yeah. a rancher. Yeah. In a right. sex, on a very sexist level. Which is yeah. why I watch pure country to be like, oh, the cowboy came Every, into everyone my life. Oh my God. <laughs> came into my life. <laughs> Even those toxic, like uh, Lane Frost types, like eight seconds, Luke Perry. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. Look or at like that Garth big Brooks. butt buckle. That's mighty fine. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I totally stole this idea from Jake Boucher from Elsinore, but because he played him and my brother played the Fute Stampede one year because my sister's best friend was a country singer and they were her band. <laughs> and they all dressed up like cowboys and Jake Boucher got a roast beef platter and made it his belt buckle. <laughs> and I did that. I did that at school <laughs> for Cowboy Day. <laughs> but it's like you can't even sit down because it's so big and it's so funny but i was like when they got done playing i was like we well, get the fuck out of here no one is impressed with you he's like i know right i can tell <laughs> my i need to be myself oh my god all right so i don't even know what this episode was about sexism i think it was just about some thoughts yeah i uh but yeah hr's not your friend people don't forget <laughs> you well, take nothing away from this it's that We'll continue yeah, to have it. conversations around this, I'm sure, a lot. So, Oh, can I ask this question? Gender roles in dating, like, bros, do you want me to pay for the dinner or not? Exactly. Are you supporting feminism where I make my own money and I can pay my own way? Or are you showing that you go beyond those gender roles and will pay anyway? Or do you or, want me to sit yeah, down and shut up and look pretty? What do you want? Well, that's a good question, too, because it's like... I think in a relationship, the guy should not, for sure, not have to pay for everything. No. no. Hell no. But I have been, and I feel that way. So, like, when I'm on a date or whatever, I'll pay for the meal. I'd have no problem doing that. It, it never goes over well. <laughs> it, like, never goes yes. over well. I'm always I'm like, like, no, I'll pay my way. I showed up to this date, and I can pay my way. And if things progress beyond this point, 
<laughs> and you want to pick up the tab because you actually like me and this is not just a trial run, mm-hmm. then I will let you. Well, no, I mean, like, I'll pick up both of our mail. Like, I'll pick up the check. No, I won't do that. Like, I don't, I, mean, I don't care. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't, but, like, I'm, like, Mostly because uh, Spence like, is an expensive boy and is, like, I'll take the prime rib. This 32-ounce <laughs> steak on a medium rare. And I'll take a couple more sides. I'm, like, holy shit. Like, shit. Um, you can pay for yourself. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm awkward. I think it's probably just because I'm awkward, but it's just, like, guess what? If we go out. If we date, I will pick. I will be buying you things. Sorry, I will be buying dinner. I buy. I buy people. I've been buying people dinner since I could have. Since I had money, yeah. like I love. I love. I love buying people dinner. But it's like <laughs> when you pay I, for your own breakfast the other day, and you were uh, like, "Why do you have me come and take you to breakfast, you dumb bitch? If you're not gonna get any breakfast, <laughs> you're like, I'm not even hungry. I'm just here to buy you breakfast." <laughs> Yeah, I was like pissed. <laughs> and this is why Makai and I are perfect for friendship <laughs> is because we're both the same way. And like he has straight up been like, Bobby, you just got to let me. Okay, you just have to let me. I just something I like to do. Please just let me do it. And I'm like, I'd like to do it too, you son of a bitch. But I, I mean, like I I get it like 1% of the time. You're welcome, Haslo. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with gender roles in my own dating world because, you know, like I said, like, I'm not, I'm not a petite fleur. Like, I'm not a little petite, like, I'm not a little baby flower. Like, I'm, I I can lift a couch. Like, I don't need ya. I want ya. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like men do have this thing, and this is where sexism has felled men, is that they feel like they have to be needed in order to be in a successful relationship Hmm. instead of just wanted whereas women are used to just being wanted not needed or at least portrayed that way because let's get it real women (laughs) have been running households and taking care of babies since the beginning of time yeah who run the world girls girls (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like i'm just saying like is that a fair statement that men have been need- needed more than wanted and women have been wanted more than needed throughout history? And where do we strike the balance? No, because I feel like we want each other and that's why we continue to exist. But I did see a TikTok that was like, while men were out hunting and collecting 11% of the sustenance, women mm-hmm. were gathering and providing 90%. And so why yeah. is the men the hunter and perceived <laughs> as so, so important when they're only bringing back 11% of the sustenance? I think it's because we like them. So, like, is that... Okay, so there's the question, then. Are women responsible for the patriarchy? Aha! Uh-huh. Like... Time for another hit. Don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> we should go... Yeah, we're three hours into this. Uh, we'll talk about this again, I'm sure, because I think we brought up a lot of questions to each other that will, will be on our minds. Of course. And you know what's next? One Christmas. one Christmas episode, and then the rest is us just bullshitting for the rest of our lives. Exciting or what? <laughs> Exciting, I think. <laughs> the pressure is off, so I could probably be, you know... A little more... A little less more facade? It's, I don't think I have a facade on this podcast. I think I'm more than honest. I'm saying obviously. I'm saying that the topics that's yeah, like it, being too structured. Yeah, yeah. We're the facade of us needing to talk, and now we just can talk. Here's how I see things going. 
by the third episode, we're back to the structure. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. You know, I'm down to just sit down and shoot the shit. I have you know? topics. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. All right. Well, I guess we say these Wait, things. We have to cough first. <laughs> okay. I, we say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. Are we going to not say amen anymore? I did say amen. I mean, like, in the next season. I mean, I think so. We okay, should. That sounds good. Gotta stick to our roots. <laughs> is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.